Welcome back to I Did This Instead of Killing Myself, everyone. Happy Labor Day weekend. Hope you guys had an awesome Labor Day. It's the week of September 6th, 2022. This is a stand-up comedy podcast. My name is David Baker. Subscribe, like, all that stuff if you haven't already. Appreciate you. Um, I hope you guys are having a good uh, good start to your week and hope you didn't have to work yesterday. I know some of you guys did. Um, I'm coming back from a weekend getaway and I feel 10 pounds heavier and kind of bloated, but that's okay because this week's guest makes up for it. Um, and this is episode 69 of the podcast. We're going to do something special because 69 comics, I don't know. It's kind of dumb, but, um, we didn't really plan it like this, but I think we got a great guest for the special number 69. Our guest today, Lewis Kirk, Lewis. I didn't know Lewis at all before we did this episode. All I knew is I saw him at Mike's and I thought he was really funny. So Lewis Kirk is local to Greenville. He's been doing comedy about nine months. Um, but the thing I loved about Lewis upon first seeing him on stage is his impressions. So this, as far as I know, is the first impressionist we've had. But Lewis is hilarious at impressions. Um, he does a fantastic Jordan Peterson impression. He does a Steve-O impression. He does a great Ronald Reagan impression. Um, and he also has really funny, smart writing with what he does. So, uh, in this interview, uh, we dug into that. That was one of the first things we talked about. He does some impressions for us. Um, but there's like, I just think of funny impressions. Like I see him done and that's all I really do. Like most people, I just appreciate them and laugh at them. But Lewis is pretty technical. Um, he's got a musical background as well. Um, so he, he actually has an ear for it and he has a science behind how he develops an impression and he talks about that. So, um, that's pretty interesting. We talked also about multiverses, Osama bin Laden, Saddam Hussein, Norm Macdonald, and a whole bunch of other stuff too. Really enjoyed this interview. Hope you enjoy it too. Just put it on as you're going about your day at your cubicle or whatever you're doing, getting back into your work week. So I hope you enjoyed the interview. Before we get into the interview, though, here's what's going on this week in local comedy, the week of September 6th, 2022. So tonight, um, it's Tuesday night now, we have the radio room at 8 p.m. It's hosted by Bill Reiner and Jeff Thompson or myself. That's an 8 o'clock show, show up, sign up. Also tonight, uh, we have the Art Bar at 8.30 um, in Columbia. That's hosted by Patrick Fowler. Uh, also tonight, we have the Auditorium hosted by James Herod. That's a 9 o'clock show. On Wednesday, we have the Disclaimer Open Mic at the Asheville Music Hall, 8 o'clock start time. Carrie Goff is a good point of contact. Uh, also on Wednesday, we have a new mic. This is one run by Swamp Rabbit Comedy slash Tom Emmons. This is at the VFW. 112 Sterling Grove Road in Piedmont, South Carolina. 6 o'clock sign up, 6.30 show. Get with Tom for details. On Thursday, Comedy Zone is back. The Jokes Out Loud show. Uh, it's an 8 o'clock show hosted by Brandon Rainwater. Um, sign up for that is on the Jokes Out Loud Facebook page every Sunday at 5. Uh, and this Friday at Habiba's, we have the All Jokes Aside show hosted by Dante Anderson at 9 o'clock show. Come on out. And this weekend, we have uh, our celebrity comic at the Comedy Zone is Justin Hires. He has two shows on Friday at 6 and 9 and two shows on Saturday at 6 and 9. Tickets available at greenvillecomedyzone.com. All right, that's it for local comedy. 
Hope you guys have a fantastic week, and I hope you enjoy my interview with Lewis Kirk. Here it is. Yeah, uh, that's how you hold the mic as a real comic. <laughs> yeah, you want to you want to hold the mic cable. You don't want to actually hold the mic. You Who wanna, holds it like that? Who told just you? Just like to a do lot that? of I see comics on YouTube, and they always hold it like like they they got something to prove. Like they're just like trying to make. Oh they, I see this gosh. a lot. I see this. What? I think it's wacky. Just you know, right there. Like yeah, that? yeah. They hold it like a, a cup of coffee or something. Yeah, I. I don't even know how I hold it. I've no. You just hold it like a regular. Just, guy. I just hold it like a regular. Yeah, like okay. A yeah, so it's not weird. No, it's not weird. That's good. I don't know. I think about these things. So, dude, I was glad. I wanted to mention the memes you were just describing. The focus right meme. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's in the picture, but uh, yeah, Lewis said that. This meme is if you see a man who owns one of these <laughs> red Focusrite audio interfaces, get out. Fucking run. You got to run. Because it means they have a podcast. Yeah. Or <laughs> or it means they make music, which is also unacceptable. Yeah. Like a SoundCloud rapper or something. Unless you're already famous. Unless you're already famous. Yeah. Because then it's cool. But if you're trying, it's like... Get a job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, it's no, it's it, it, it. Yeah, I had a ton of anxiety about this stupid. Yeah, but uh, thanks for coming, dude. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is great. Sluice Kirk. Hello. Fucking hilarious, dude. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually, I'm glad that you came because I don't know anything about you. Yeah, all. that's right. I literally <laughs> just seen you at Mike's and we yeah, hadn't talked yeah. much. That's true. But uh I think uh I don't even know how long you've been doing comedy. Could I've you well, actually yeah, that's that first Yeah, so. I've been uh it's about nine months. Nine months? Yeah. Okay. So December Yeah, a few weeks before Christmas last year I went up for Dude, the first time. Time yeah. flies, man. Yeah, it really does. It's insane. Yeah. So nine months. And yeah. uh you uh, yeah, I, I remember you being hilarious out of the gate. Oh, thanks. But the but I got the, lucky the first mic, I think. What was the first mic you did? Was it uh It coffee? was Coffee Underground. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you do voices. Yes. That's why Oh my god. Like I mean, I feel like a new comic, like if you're good at impressions, mm -hmm. like that is uh I mean, that's a way to be really good early. It's a cheat code kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how to feel about it to be honest. No, I mean, I don't mean to like um <laughs> be negative about it it's it's no, amazing because no, your impressions are really good i actually want you to do something to say Thanks. like i was gonna <laughs> see if you'd be willing you're gonna to. pimp me yeah yeah yeah, yeah but don't, that's fine. not yet but that's i was gonna fine. say it'll be organic well how did when did you start doing impressions i started doing impressions i remember uh uh watching tv with my mom like after school after dinner like we would watch like that 70s show uh -huh. or just like different shit like that we watched a lot of project runway okay and i just i still love that show it's a great show yeah uh, i don't know if you've ever seen it i know what it um, is yeah i haven't watched it was that which was it's that hosted by tyra banks no that she did uh america's next top model this okay. was um heidi klum okay uh, i know heidi klum yeah she's I remember great her i'm actually old enough she's probably now way out of the modeling game i remember heidi heidi klum wasn't she the sports illustrated model or like yeah she was, was she victoria's secret or something she was all over the place she's a supermodel yeah, yeah. but anyways and then tim gunn is this the co-host 
and like the coach for the the designers they like make clothes okay and tim got like that was the first voice i think i did an impression of was like designers we have <laughs> 10 minutes to get to the runway <laughs> just like because his voice was so amazing and like yeah anything like i noticed my mom would laugh anytime tim would say something very timish yeah. so i thought oh there's something there so i would do an impression of him and then mom she'd laugh at that impression so i was like yeah. oh maybe there's something there and then i started that was probably when I was like 15 or so. I started uh-huh. working in restaurants when I was 16 as a host. Okay. And I started having really silly managers, yeah. <laughs> to put it nicely, I guess. Yeah. And some of the managers were just real characters, and I would do impressions of them at the host stand to make my coworkers laugh. Okay. Um, impressions of the managers to make Yeah, them. yeah. Would you ever do impressions for the customers as they walked in? No, no, no. No? no. Okay. I, so I would try to be professional. professional but And yeah. then, I mean, they would just be like, come look, like... Do the impression for so and so, and I'd be like, and I'd do it, and they would like, I'd get a laugh out of it, and that's when I was like, oh, I might, you know, have something yeah, here. You yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've been mimicking sounds like for as long as I can remember. It's mimicking sounds. Just any sounds. Any like sounds. Bird calls. Just okay. Like whatever. Did you do a bird call? Right now. Sure. Uh, I have to put. I can do like a little. <laughs> That's something. That's that's I, not a bird. I, th- I think it was picking it up. <laughs> okay. I think it was picking it up. That yeah. was good. That was good. Um, but yeah, sirens. You ever do siren? <laughs> can you do the? Uh, can you do the? Like, <laughs> it hurts. Dude, that's tight. That's tight. Oh, the, hey. the audio waves look cool on that. If you look on the. Oh the wow! Thing. Yeah, like normal speech looks like a heart rate monitor, but that looked like. Yeah, that's wild. Um, yeah, I was just in. Um, over in London, and they have the different sounding sirens. Oh yeah, could you do the European right. ones? I I don't know the I don't okay, know their I sirens yet. Spot. I <laughs> I just think of uh, like the Jason Bourne movies or whatever the, uh, that kind of. Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm not gonna, but okay, those, those are good, dude. That's awesome. Okay, so um, uh, the impression thing is is cool because the first like the impressionist I think of first mm. is uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah, he's great. When he started his comedy career, he did impressions. Yes, early the James Dean and uh, James all of that. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's great. Did you like impressionists growing up? I, <laughs> I always thought it was really lame. Really, but also really cool. Kind of like beatboxing. Okay. Like beatboxing is really cool, but it's also like it's kind of lame. Yeah. Somehow, I don't know. It's both. Yeah. But I, I knew that like if I really have a talent for this, like and. I'd be leaving money on the table if I don't do it. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, but there are there's a there's definitely some impressionists in the game right now that are incredible. Uh, f- I think Frank Caliendo. Frank Caliendo. Yeah, he that was the other one I was gonna ridiculous. Yeah, he's insane. Like the Fox NFL Sunday team, he joined and he would do. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, John Madden, I think, is his like most iconic one or one of the most iconic yeah, yeah. ones he does oh he kills anytime yeah. he goes on like those tv those news tv shows he fucking murders. yeah um, um i love it but like what i love about your stuff is that uh and i think this is the same reason jim carrey branched out from just impressions out like in his stand-up was he he did like jokes too mm-hmm. you build really smart material into like what your impressions are like Thank you, yeah like you actually have really good jokes it's not just like your voice sounds like them like the jokes right. are funny as hell thank you yeah i yeah. feel like it would be really sort of hollow and it mm-hmm. wouldn't really be comedy if i was just doing a pure impression right also like who wants to just hear like a pure impression like right. that's impressive but like okay right you know that's it's like a hyper realistic you know charcoal painting or whatever it's like that's very cool but 
you could basically just take a photo instead. Right. Like, yeah. But if you inject humor into it, no it's, offense it's, to like my hyper realistic painters out there. Yeah, it's art. Awesome. It's, yeah, it's real art. It is. It's real when art. you're writing jokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I like to. I like to, you know, poke fun because these the people that I'm doing impressions of, I think, are fascinating people. Um, but also, there are people I tend to uh, disagree with in some way or another. Absolutely. And so I just have to, you know, just yeah. poke fun at no, it. No, I love that. Not that I disagree with a lot of Steve-O stuff. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Steve-O's you got a Steve-O impression, dude. Is Steve-O is... I almost wanted to save it, but we'll, we'll, I'll drop it when you dr- least expect it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just go into it. <laughs> I'll just turn into Steve. Yeah, um, but no, he's great. He's just got a wicked ego on him. Yeah, but that's what and happens. His voice when he gets is real sober. distinct. I think because he like did so many drugs and and Ex- he has and a deviated he's got a raspy, septum. Deviated septum. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's losing. He's losing. Um, it's it's supposed to be a closed system, like the the nasal passage and everything, yeah. so that you can get enough pressure on the larynx and pharynx to just get your voice out naturally. Right. But if you have a a hole in your nasal cavity, uh-huh. there you're losing suction. So what he's yeah, doing is he's, he's he's pulling it together. He's, uh, and that's what he has to do <laughs> to talk. And that's what he has to. He, has, he doesn't have any other choice. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> if you just you know you're Steve-O because that's what he's doing. Yeah. If he took if he if he took his because he, he takes like um, vo- voice lessons uh-huh. to relax to try uh-huh. to relax everything. Yeah, and he just doesn't do it because he says my chick likes it. You know? So it's like <laughs> yeah. so, and it's it's part of his act. Yeah. It's it's iconic. So it's yeah. like if Gilbert Godfrey decided to not do his voice anymore. Yeah, for sure. So, I think and I think he still has to have it because now that he's clean and sober, like I think the raspy voice kind of helps maintain that like yeah crazy like the identity the, the jackass uh identity that definitely he, he 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 worked for that yeah. so to speak <laughs> yeah and he good for him it. for getting sober it's not like the jackass people were like yeah. worried he was gonna like kill himself or something yeah i mean he's he's a hero of mine now yeah he know? is yeah like, yeah you know there's there's not a ton of i mean there's a lot of celebrities that you hear get sober but i don't identify with a lot of them i think it's because i because i've seen what steve-o could recover from yeah it's like okay like then i there's no excuse for me yeah (laughs) yeah did you have did you get sober i was like completely abstinent from alcohol for a few years and now i i drink like on very rare occasion okay um and i just smoke a lot of weed okay yeah yeah the cali sober life yeah and and i don't know i do i drink uh this kratom i know know what kratom is yeah don't start kids i know a few uh comics i won't name them mm-hmm. actually i know one comic who uh he just had a bag of it oh word that's and, gnarly <laughs> and i think this person was using it to cope with a prior pill addiction yes that's is that typically mm-hmm. what it is for so what it, so can you just be addicted to kratom yeah yeah okay i am you are? <laughs> yeah but it works for me you know it's what is it it's a it's a the leaves and root of a plant that grows in Southeast Asia. Okay. And it's completely it legal. Yeah. For better and for worse. Yes. It's completely So what is illegal. addicting about it? Well, it's basically an opiate. Okay. Or an opioid analgesic, if you want to get like specific about it. But so, it's, it's like related to poppy opium. Okay. Stuff like that. So. But it, it's not as harmful or like. Um, it depends on the user, you know. Okay. It depends on where you want to go with it. But is it better than being addicted to pills pretty objectively? I would say so. It's not okay. as it's not as hard on your liver as pills. Okay. Oxycontin's like so hard on the the liver. Okay. Um, and a lot of the other ones are. 
I got gotcha. you. Um, so like, yeah, if you're going for longevity, but you want to have fun, yeah. I, I, I think it's great. Okay. But you know, if, if you're someone that is struggling with addiction um, and you don't want to add a new thing to the list, so yeah. to speak, I wouldn't recommend it. I would okay. recommend sticking to like weed and yeah stuff like that. Kava, maybe. I've heard kava is like completely non-addictive. Kava? Yeah. Explain what that is. I don't even know. It's a similar situation. Just like you grind it up and drink it with tea. Okay. Um, it has to be massaged to like mm-hmm. activate it. And then you just drink it and it gets you uh, drunk, basically. Okay. But I drunk, say drunk. Not like alcohol drunk, though? No, like a no. little bit of like a... It's sort of wavy. Like it kind of reminds me of like the way a red wine makes you feel mixed with like weed. Okay. Interesting. If I had to, if I had to, that's an interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. Like a new category of buzz. Yeah, it's uh, they're great alternatives. Yeah, it's like O'Doul's alternatives. Yeah, no, I don't. I hate O'Doul's. I can't drink non-alcoholic beer. No, they suck. I I had one non-alcoholic beer one time in Asheville. It was like a locally brewed non-alcoholic at a show. Just because sometimes. I feel bad because a lot of times the bar, like I'll get a Coke and they won't charge me. And I feel like I'm not, oh, I'm not even tipping. Don't them. worry about that. Don't worry about no. it. No, that's that, like an unspoken thing. If a sober person goes and gets a soda, they're like, for sure. Yeah. It's yeah. never like, you can leave a dollar if you want to. Yeah. I, I mean, I like to leave something, but. But you don't have to. They don't have to. They're like, okay. oh, word. You know, well, that's good to know. Because they know you're not going to be a cash cow for them. So they're like, oh, here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. It's probably not worth their time. They'd rather ring up another person and get, yeah. you know. But uh, because sometimes I, I kind of wanted to buy something. So I was like, do you have a non-alcoholic beer? Mm-hmm. And I had half of it at the show. And, you know, she said it had, you know, no alcohol. But I think it did have like trace amounts. And I finished half of the beer. And then by the time I finished or got halfway done, mm-hmm. I was starting to feel the effects. Right. Ever so slightly. Right. And, and I it's had a so lot of, tricky. Yeah. And I had a lot of like. I don't know, a little bit of dread creeping back in mm-hmm. of like, oh. You're like reading the label over and over again? Yeah. Well, see. it was in a glass, so I didn't have the label. Ah, that makes it even worse. Yeah, so I wasn't <laughs> sure exactly. Like, I swear this is Budweiser. Like, mm-hmm. I ordered a tonic. Uh, I don't drink like any spirits anymore, but I ordered just a tonic water at a bar recently. Okay. And I kept sipping it, and I was like, I swear to God there's vodka in this. Yeah, because like, it's I so swear. often mixed yeah. with that. Right, that's all yeah. I've ever had. And I just couldn't finish it. I was yeah. like, I left. <laughs> I like <Yeah>. went home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that uh, kind of tripped me out. I think I left early too mm-hmm. after I had that. Ha- I was mm-hmm. like, ah. Uh, but you don't got to worry about that. That's like less than a, less alcohol than kombucha. It's yeah. Like yeah. 0.03%. Yeah. But anyways. So it'd be fine. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Impressions? Uh, we were talking about Steve-O for a second. Yeah, oh, yeah. the uh, Dude, the, the one I, I like specifically love of yours and I, I like that you pick people you don't agree with uh always on 100 percent of things uh-huh. was your ronald reagan impression oh thank I you. i like that because that's super fresh to me like you know like i don't know of any comics that do ronald reagan impressions of anybody i watch i have to give a little credit where credit's due um there's a couple comedians on the dollop podcast have you okay. ever listened to the dollop no hilarious history comedy podcast okay highly recommend it um, okay and i'm blanking on the guys names but they love to riff on ronald reagan Do they? so yeah. they have like their own little reagan bits which are hilarious so i was like i sort of springboarded off of that uh-huh. and i just like do my own reagan bit yeah um but yeah, and it's it's like you think Reagan, you know, that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But it's I think his voice was like iconic, and people vaguely remember Definitely. Reagan. And even his voice, like it's funny enough. Like everybody in the room last night was laughing at the Reagan impression, and I don't think you nice. know everybody yeah. necessarily was like a huge Reagan fan or dialed into the like, <laughs> yeah. Cold War, like depending on the right. different ages of people or right. you know, whatever. 
but everyone gets it. Yeah, and the bit. Oh my god, I won't make you burn it. Like I, I, I don't even. I mean, ask you to like. Uh, well, the, the the bit with Nancy, the Nancy Reagan, like and they're, being they're, good at oral sex is like <laughs> that's, that's commonly that's, known. Okay. Like maybe like it's it's niche, but like people that are into history know this. Yeah. Or I don't know if that's even. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying, but, but like so a lot of people it's, know it's kind of understood. Like, yeah, off the yeah. record, like that that was that. Yeah, that she was textbook, like, but. "Come here, Ronnie. Like, yeah. you know, sit down. Like, yeah, yeah. yes, Nancy. Like, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> it, and I just love toppy, it. But. Yeah, that's sloppy toppy because because <laughs> he had so they had so much influence on this country. Yeah, I mean the whole like self sufficiency. Yeah, and like pull yourself up by your bootstraps yeah. is like it, Reagan didn't invent it, but you know, right? You know. He, I think he, uh, and again, I don't. I'm kind of like a poser Reagan, like histor- history guy. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot that I'm sure I don't know, but uh, oh, there's a lot. Seem like as, no a, as a Hollywood actor, mm-hmm. he kind of was able to package that messaging in a way that resonated more so than a normal politician would be oh, able yeah. to. He was very good at uh, kind of delivering that simple message that seemed like he was, you know, talking direct to his base or whoever. Definitely. Um, but he was just. It was a. Uh, I mean, it's like when someone goes to college and they flip from a, like you grow up Democratic and then you go to college, depending on where you go, and you come out a Republican. Yeah, like, Reagan going from liberal to conservative. Like anyone, yeah, that shit yeah. happens. Like yeah. my dad was raised conservative and then he went to college and he was like, oh, I'm going to be a liberal now. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. it's yeah. not, it's I've, not like she was literally like, you know, prodding him into like, yeah. you know, race or like cut taxes or yeah. whatever, but yeah um, i mean it's cool I, I lean right for sure fiscally and stuff but i li- I don't mind talking about politics like I, I i really would love to be able to talk with more people in a non like stressful way yeah. about all the stuff because mm-hmm. I, I think there could be less tension but uh Definitely. but things change too like i went to i was raised real conservative mm-hmm. went to a very conservative on paper college i don't know if you ever heard of hillsdale college but if you look at any rankings of like the most conservative ideological colleges, it ranks pretty high up there. Okay. It's gotcha. probably closer to like libertarian in position sure. because we're so hardcore libertarian and, and distrustful of the government. We don't accept any money from the federal government whatsoever, wow. including grants that sub that subsidize scholarships. You're on some Ron Swanson shit. Oh, they are the Ron- <laughs> Yeah, dude. No, that's a great way to think about it. That's yeah. So, yeah. you know, um <laughs> I actually like that attitude, kinda like screw you guys, like we're not gonna take your money and then we get to have our curriculum. Yeah. And it's not like Fox News indoctrination there. It's it's like a classical education from the perspective of like the um I don't know <laughs> history, philosophy, uh just like the original kind of and you know, you do a lot of thinking there. There's a lot of diversity of thought there. But uh anyway, still pretty conservative and right leaning. And then I'd say since I've started doing comedy and doing more creative things, mm-hmm. I'm swinging back uh left in a lot of ways when yeah. it comes to being open to ideas and open to other things so the ebb and flow yeah the ebb and flow i still have a pretty i, I did economics in college so yeah. i i i uh i have some pretty uh, unchanging beliefs about prices and sure. how the economy works um that that kind of stay the same but in terms of like social issues i'm i'm very like yeah you know middle to you know left i guess yeah people just gotta be nice yeah, people just be nice. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just not, you know, try to f- be mad at other things. 
Yeah. Like, be mad at the government. Don't be mad at like like teenagers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and nobody <laughs> actually argue. It's funny to me because nobody actually argues in real life about any of this stuff. It feels like they they yeah. play it out on on the internet and oh, it's a scourge. And then it's maybe terrible. a little bit if you go to like political uh, speeches or rallies. Yeah. That or protests. That uh, those are like that the social media thing is just rotting everything you know i mean i know that's not a hot take but um <laughs> it's bad well like, what do you see i mean like yeah what do you what are your thoughts on it though i know a lot of people say that about social media but i mean i fucking love tiktok you do it makes me laugh so hard but also like my brain feels like it's smoothing out yeah like so yeah. i mean i've def i feel like i'm becoming a less patient person the okay. more i use these apps yeah because i'm so into the instant gratification yep which is so unnatural. Yep. Like instant gratification in nature is like doesn't really exist. Yeah. It's like yeah. Except for like masturbating, maybe. Right. Or like finding a pineapple. And that's not even instant, you know. Yeah. No, they still got to work for that. If I could get at least a few minutes, instant masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> Just <that'd> be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If that could be a thing, <laughs> that would be. We're getting yeah, there. That'd be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. Um. Uh, but, but I, I was oh shit did you have something uh, i was just gonna say it, it's it's i was gonna say although i do love tiktok and it makes me laugh like piss my pants laughing you know we all need to i i i hope that if civilization lasts for a few more decades i hope that yeah 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 I, yeah, 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 yeah. i hope that you. we look back on social media like we looked back on smoking one day yeah you know like yeah holy shit like, yeah doctors were using it like little yeah. kids had it like yeah you know um that may very well be i hope so yeah because it's i mean dude malaysia is like in civil war like haiti like all these little countries they're on facebook and it's it's like there's two groups and they each have facebook groups right and that literally just you zoom out and it becomes a fucking uh class war and their country's burning down because of facebook Wait, 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 wait. I, I wasn't familiar with this. This is yeah, yeah, Haiti yeah. in Malaysia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know Haiti always has political unrest. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. I, I visited there a long time ago. but There was a lot of, well, there was some implication in that, tell me about it, and don't look into it. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, but, you, you have a Haiti background? No, 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 no. I was just saying, like, don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying nothing about anything. Oh. Never okay. mind. Okay. We'll edit this out. <laughs> no, it's, well, I don't even know that. But, uh. But yeah, Facebook is, I mean, it's like, have you seen Mark Zuckerberg? Like the dude is like, yeah, he's, I think he's a robot. He's got to be traumatized secretly deep down inside because he knows it's like destroying society. Yeah. And it's something that's, or he's been replaced by a robot or yeah. And it's like a monster that he can't even like rein in now. It's not possible. I mean, he's a billionaire. Yeah. Um, I was listening to, uh, uh, Louis CK and Joe list on Joe Rogan today. Did you see that he was on there? No, no, it I didn't. It just came out. I okay. just saw it pop up. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait to finish it. I, I've only like got 20 minutes into the interview. Nice. But, um, you know, they just produced their own movie. Yeah, yeah. Fourth of July, mm-hmm. which I watched uh, last week, and it was really good. Nice. But uh, they talk, They were talking about the methodology of like getting it out there and how he puts it out on his website mm-hmm. and everything. And uh, they were talking about the same kind of thing with the algorithm and yeah. how, um, you know, Louis self-producing and self-releasing. Um, when it came to the, uh, the algorithm, how Louie put it, it was just, it's, it's a big, it's a big suck. Um, 
and it's kind of like brought to you like the algorithm like your content is provided for you based right. on past click behavior right. so you're you're just being fed whatever rabbit hole you happen to have gone down mm-hmm. most recently so um art is having to be pushed kind of through these channels with like how these people are putting stuff out there mm-hmm. with whether it's youtube tiktok or all these others yeah so he thinks and hopes people might start getting into an appetite of like okay i got i get it the algorithm's gonna give me shit that's gonna like satisfy me quickly mm-hmm. but like maybe i want to go outside of it mm-hmm. and find things that are, are maybe different that i i could like you know enjoy um, yeah. or a little fresher and that's what he kind of thinks you know he's started to build with his fan base i don't know if you're are you a fan of louis ck oh yeah yeah i mean he has got a black eye on his his resume but (laughs) you know i i i still love him he's one of the greatest Mm -hmm. of all time yeah like you know i think anyone any comic would agree yeah Uh, yeah i enjoy him too because uh he'll talk serious on podcasts he's been a mm -hmm. lot of podcasts like you can find interviews where he's actually talking about how he does shit like he's not always a character yeah yeah but uh have you seen the uh it's a uh, a little comics roundtable with Louis C.K., Ricky Gervais, yep. and uh, seen it a few times. Who's the third one? Who was is it Chris Rock? Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah that's a great conversation. Yeah, yeah, um, that was fun. That was, yeah. that was yeah, that was funny and and serious. Because Louis had that great bit where he was like, whatever he would close with, he would make that his opener. Yeah, and he would switch them so that he was punching up everything like, yeah not just working yeah on, like he one said the bit. rest of his act cauterized because it had to because right. you're just out there vulnerable mm-hmm. you gotta like find a way to make it better yeah uh you ever tried that uh no i, mean, I nine always... months in i guess uh, say what i mean nine months in it's probably like yeah you don't really need to like have a 45 minute act where you're switching shit around right but, no um, i just i try to connect i try to have logical segues yeah uh, but I'm not gonna break my back and make it super wordy just so that something flows. Like, right. if I have to have some sort of a rough transition, I'll just make that. The yeah, bit, you know, it's not even that bad if you just finish the joke, have a pause, and just yeah. change direction. Yeah, as long as you, yeah, it, you have a lot of leeway with stand up. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's like great. it doesn't. It's not like a movie where it has to follow a perfect. Right. It can, but it doesn't have right. to. That's what I love about it. Yeah. Because I'm a huge fan of Andy Kaufman also. Andy Kaufman. Um, and when I saw his Elvis impression, I I almost cried, I think. Really? Yeah, because it was... I mean, it's perfect. Yeah? It's absolutely perfect. And yeah. the way that he fakes you out with the bizarre Johnny Cash impression, like, hi, I'm Johnny Cash. <laughs> and then he does another shit impression. And it's like, hi, I'm so and so. Right, right. But then he 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 starts, you know, tapping, and he gets the hair, and he's already transformed before he even turns around. You can see it. Yeah. Like his aura changes, and yeah. then he sings like he. I mean, you know, this guy practiced right. for dozens and dozens of hours like, yeah. to get that down. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can I can do that. Yeah. Like, I I like I can at least try. That inspired you. Yeah, hugely. Yeah, yeah hugely. When did you see? It? How old were you? Uh, I was like 22, okay. living in Texas when I was okay. in college. How old are you now? 27. 27. Yeah. Okay. So five years ago. So that was when I started really thinking about trying stand-up. Yeah. I thought about doing it for like six years or so. Oh, wow. Went up. Just like, well, because, so I have a music background. Like okay. What, uh, I, I spent like 10 or 11 years playing in bands before I started going up. What what uh, uh, instrument? 
drums and bass. Okay. Mostly drums. Okay. Yeah. But the guitar was guitar was my first instrument. Okay. Um, so you got rhythm, drums and bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um mm. I'd like to think so. Yeah. So I'm I'm a rocker first and foremost. Okay. But <laughs> I think that also gave me the confidence to be comfortable up on stage. Yeah. And also when you're the drummer, this is very vain. I'm a very vain person, you see. Yeah, I mean, um, me too, you know, obviously. We're comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> yeah. all these lights. Yeah, for um, sure. But so I was always like on stage behind the kit, and I would never the make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd I, never make the photos because I'm like hidden by drums and shit. Oh, yeah, So yeah. I'd always go and like look at the gig photos and be like, oh, no one took a picture of me. I'm like, look <laughs> was at your, me. Is your head visible just like behind? The, yeah, like, and I'm just like, like hey. <laughs> like making some terrible face yeah but so i was like i want to i want to get you up want to be center stage yeah, man yeah, you want to be yeah. the lead singer get all these other boys off the stage <laughs> like, yeah um i i just but that that is pretty much how it went down okay so you, if you got a music background did that give you a clue as to how to develop impressions because like did you do any yeah. recording or stuff like that because i'm curious I about did, how yeah. you get good Shit. oh yeah my bad no you're good <laughs> as long as yeah that's fine hey hey yeah it's still picking me up yeah you're good yeah um, because I I'm, I don't know how people develop impressions necessarily. Because you practice it, do you record yourself and play yeah. it back, and then see like how close does that based on my best judgment? Um, so I do. I have done that. I'm mm-hmm. glad you asked because there's really like one true method of doing an impression that's like it's just the easiest method. Okay. And it's I don't know if there's a name for it, but it's the Frank Kelly. It's what Frank Caliendo does, and okay. it's all about oral posture. Which just means the shape, the very specific shape of someone's mouth, nose, and throat. Mouth, nose, and throat. And that's all a voice is. Okay. Remove the personality, remove the age, the whatever. It's all about just this. Mouth, nose, and, and, yeah. and throat. So, okay. So let me think of an example. Like, like Stevo is a perfect example. So if you think about Stevo's larynx, it's super tight. Yeah, 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 super tight. Yeah. Can you put the mic a little closer? Yeah, 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 super <laughs> tight. So it's really tight. And then he's getting, there's a lot of slippage in the nasal area. So you want to keep that open. So yeah. keep the nose open as much as you can. Yeah. And then f- as far as the mouth shape, he's pulling his tongue back a little bit. He's almost suctioning his tongue yeah. to the roof of his mouth a little bit. <laughs> that's how you get that dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where that lives is you have to find the position. And if you can find the position, you can do anyone. Yeah. It's it's magic. Yeah. Um, dude, assuming... Oh, go ahead. Go Assuming ahead. Assuming you're in a similar range, like I can't do someone with a like a very deep voice. Okay. Like it's just not gonna work. And I can't do impressions of a lot of women because obviously, like it's just not high. It enough. doesn't work. Yeah. I can like try. I can impersonate like their mouth shape and stuff, and yeah. like try to do their mannerisms, but it's not yeah. gonna ultimately sound like them. Yeah. But so yeah, that's what I do. Is I I watch I watch videos of them talking. Okay. And I look at how, the way how much. Like a content do you consume of them talking before you feel like, okay, I kind of got an idea. So the process is like you want to get a few different vowels. Okay. Like so Jordan Peterson, his big. I love your Jordan Peterson <laughs> impression, you. dude. Uh, I, I saw a couple guys on TikTok doing Jordan Peterson impressions and I was like, yeah. those are really good. Mm-hmm. And I think I might be able to do like one better or at yeah. least I need to try yeah. because they're getting lots of likes. And dude, what I love about it is I'm assuming you, you lean left politically. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So you're probably not a fan of Jordan Peterson, <laughs> but <laughs> we agree on some things. Yeah. Well, that's cool, but I don't even care. I like him, but it's fine. But like, I love that on stage, mm-hmm. like you don't, 
it's not shitting on Jordan Peterson right. in a non. It's not like you you resent the guy. Like right. it can be enjoyed by people who love him or hate him. Right. It's like right down the middle That's in a I way want. that I, I really appreciate because I I love comics that aren't political right. in position. You know. Yeah. Um, right, because you're going to lose half yeah, the crowd. Yeah, it, I think it's days. a little bit arrogant if you assume like half the country voted the other way, no matter which mm-hmm. side you're on. So, right. like, why would you try to inject right. that opinion and assume yours was right? But anyway, I yeah. So the Jordan Peterson one. How did but, you? Yeah. So how did you nail that one. So um, he's so <laughs> so Jordan Peterson is weepy Kermit the Frog. Okay, yeah. So if Kermit the Frog is, oh, he's kind of sad. Yeah. And then you dial that back a little bit and you make it more grounded and then you get more dignity <laughs> and you sit up straight, you know. <laughs> so it's it's right there. You, you you just dial it back from Kermit the Frog. He's not he's not about to cry, but he has been crying at some point today. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. the man cries a lot. And yeah. look, he does, dude. I think he that's does. great. I think it's act, like, I'm not even joking. I think it's cool that he's so vulnerable with 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 everybody yeah whether he meant to start crying or what in these interviews yeah. sometimes he's like you know hell hell is real <laughs> you know and i'm like okay buddy you know like, <laughs> you know you're grown yeah. you're grown it's okay you yeah. know but yeah. also i feel for him you know because yeah. he's human but yeah. anyways how the the first sound you want to get with jordan peterson is the the o vowel so oh uh uh, so instead of monster, it's monster. Okay. Monster. Because he's Canadian, right? Right. So right. you just do a Canadian, you know, and just sort of exaggerate a little bit. Yeah. But basically, you want to learn a few different vowel sounds and just practice those. Not all of, not everything. You want to focus in? Yeah. And, and I feel d- like. Because so much of our speech is based on like four or five like vowels. Right. And then just like the random consonants or whatever. Right. It's like sprinkled in between. So if you can get those. Yeah. That's where you start. Yeah. Um, It's kind of funny because some of my favorite impressionists, uh, like if I think about maybe SNL characters over the years, the impression might not be, like it's clearly not them, but they nailed a couple of key things that just make it hilarious exactly that's what i mean with the like the the certain vowels right like all you need is a few and you need to like get some of their mannerisms right yeah yeah and like you know yeah and and it'll click yeah yeah although and and i'm sure you've seen some snl impressions that are just garbage i'm trying to think there's some guy that does biden uh, or I know Jim Carrey had done Biden as a guest. Uh, he was pretty good. He was good. I like but there, there are some impressions you see, and you're like, "Oh man, they're not even trying." Yeah. You know, and that's no good. What do you think of Daryl Hammond? Uh, I don't think I know Daryl. You know Daryl Hammond? He no. did uh, his most famous impression was uh, Celebrity Jeopardy. Uh, he was Sean mm. Connery. Oh, okay. Do you know that one? No, I don't know. What? That one. No. Oh uh, man. What's his last name? Daryl Hammond. Hammond. I Does love, he have a junior? He, he did Trump before uh, Alec Baldwin. Okay. So, and I liked his Trump much better than Alec Baldwin. Baldwin's Trump sucked. You, you agree? Okay. Yeah. I wonder if he's ever. He'll it's be, too. He, he like he scrunched his face up too much. Yeah. Like Trump does that, but he doesn't do it all the time. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I, I should send you a Daryl Hammond clip. Yes, he please. was just here at the Comedy Zone, and I grew up like went watching SNL in the '90s, and one of the favorite one. He did. Uh, Al Gore around the 2000 okay. election nice. and uh, when there was that you know thing and he did a great Gore um, he did uh, a lot of impressions uh, he had a good he had a great Clinton he was a really nice. he had a really good 
presidential impressions are always like yeah timeless. they're very fun yeah um there was one uh, i can't get enough of this liquid death. liquid death speak yeah it's just delicious yeah for a little organic plug there yeah, a sponsor. plug for a sponsor we don't have. We don't have a sponsor. But I hear Liquid Death will sponsor anyone, regardless of how bad the content is. That's right. By bad, I don't mean this one, because uh, this this episode's... No, we're burning up we're, the charts we're, right Well, now. we're burning through, bro. This is good, this is good stuff. I more meant the uh, offensive shit that's been said on this that I just don't edit for whatever reason. Oh, oh fuff. Ah, yeah. We're not if, you, if you listen to two hours of... You know, a local comedy podcast, and you want to, you know, whatever. You can cancel us. It's fine. You can try. Yeah. I can't help but notice Norm McDonald retweeted you over there. Yeah. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I. Uh, you, you like Norm. You love Norm. I love Norm, I man. love Norm, too. He's probably my number one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that the story behind that, I think I mentioned it before, but there, he's pointing at a framed uh, tweet that uh, he, somebody got that for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really nice, but... Uh, yeah, that is a nice gift. It was, uh, I was driving back from Charlotte, I remember, and it was like 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I just read the book and I tweeted that I liked it and a comment about it. Yeah. And then he took the time to reply. And, nice. And actually, when he put my name in the tweet, I was like, dude, I want to kind of save a picture of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So where did your love of Norm start? Um, Late. I didn't know who Norm was until I was like 21 or 22. And some college buddies showed me his. Uh, norm mcdonald live the podcast he did oh my god damn dude and i just <laughs> it was it was probably the hardest i'd ever laughed up to that point i mean i was about to throw up i was laughing yeah. so hard because i'd never seen anything the way that he for, gets yeah for people who haven't seen norm mcdonald live because it's not a show that's like available that it's kind of hard to you find. have to find it it's on the i think it was on the podcast app that comes with iphones okay so that's but it might not be on there anymore. But it might not have video there. There's a lot it? on YouTube. You can watch a lot of it on YouTube. Okay, like yeah. fan-made compilations. Yeah, for sure. But the way Norm would get the guest to say something, and then Norm goes, well, now why are you laughing at that? Or like, you know, like <laughs> the way he... And then the little twinkle in Norm's eye. Yeah, yeah. And just the little the little smile he does. I, yeah. It, it kills me. Yeah. And I remember, I remember I heard his... Uh, what is it? The uh, the corn... The, the, the hatchery. The hatchery yeah. bit. Um, it's the one where Uncle Larry like goes to Vietnam and like mows down a village with his machine gun. Yeah. Do you know that bit? No. It's a. It's I mean, like I a, probably have seen it once, but I'm not. He tells it on Stern. Okay. It's like a 15 minute joke. Okay. It's a 15 minute walk, but it was yeah. Like I said, it was like the hardest I think I'd ever ever yeah. laughed, and I was like, well. Wait. So can you can you can you cliff note it? Oh no, 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 I can't. No, I, can't. I mean, it's I really to, can't. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to like bring up a bit and like not do the synopsis, but you'll see no. why I'm yeah, not even yeah. gonna try. Because if I yeah. mess it up halfway through, yeah, eh. no, that's cool. <laughs> did you see the one where he, he he? Oh, I love how he did like the blue card jokes that he'd mm-hmm. have the guests read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, I think he did one about uh, airlines, and he said JetBlue Airlines was first in customer satisfaction. Mm-hmm. He said, you know what the last airline is. 9-11 He's like, what a horrible name for an yeah. airline. Reminds me of that tragedy. <laughs> Reminds me of that tragedy. Yeah. And, and then Nick Swartzen was on, and he's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then Adam Egit cracks up, and then he's yeah. like, I don't laugh at 9-11. Exactly. I, I walk through blood and bones <laughs> in the streets of Manhattan. I walk through blood and to, bones. To look for my baby brother. He was in northern Canada. <laughs> Dude. I that laughed. is... That yeah. is so good. That is mm-hmm. such a good bit. He was in northern Canada. Yeah. <laughs> the way he like kind of straightens up the cards. Yeah. Yeah. Just his inflection, his tone, all of his delivery. 
Yeah. So so good. So smart, but not pandering. Yeah. Like he doesn't, you know. And he he was self deprecating too. Mm-hmm. Like I I felt like he was kind of the real deal the, the whole time. Like not a hidden ego or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, he was straight up. He was honest. And uh, I need to read more about him though. Have you read that book? No, I have. Dude, read it. I ought to. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's uh it's 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 a page turner for sure, man, cuz uh you know, a lot of comics, I think like Steve Martin has a like a memoir that's more of a traditional format. Um this is like a novel, so it's like a story that has like real details mixed with like stuff that is so absurd fiction that it can't be true. Right. And like he'll change format of of the writing. Okay. Like at one point, he said like the editor got fired, and there's like no punctuation or capitalization or anything for like several pages. Hell yeah! And there's some crazy ass stories in there that are just so. Norm, so Norm wrote it. Norm wrote okay, it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Looks like it. It's yeah. the only name on the cover. Yeah. Forward by Louis C.K. Nice. I. Uh, yeah. He's in good company. I'm a big fan. But yeah, I like Norm. So the, so the live show was the first thing you saw Norm McDonald yeah. live. And then I just started looking at his stand-up. To be honest, I still haven't seen all of his work. Um, I just, I know he's so damn funny. I, like, I don't even have to. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, like, you know, mm-hmm. I just, whenever the content comes, I just watch it. But um, uh, I was going to say, I forgot. Oh, you're good. A lot of, a lot of marijuana <laughs> over the years. <laughs> Um, what do you think of Dana Carvey? I like Dana Carvey. He's like a classic impression. I love Dana Carvey. I should say. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's I, it your... took me a second. Like I said, a lot of marijuana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no. He one of your Mount Rushmore impressionist guys. Oh yeah, for impressions for sure. Yeah. Um, he does the Beatles impressions, which are classic. <laughs> uh, hey mom, how about you go into the kitchen and make me some blueberry pancakes? <laughs> uh, I think he said that was the first impression he did. And it was sort of a yeah. similar situation that I had where he was just trying to make his parents laugh like right. we watching watching right. TV. Um and then he does uh, he does, I mean his George Bush was incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or his George George H-W. Bush senior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. He's great. Have you seen his SNL audition tape? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh. Out to. He does like a impression of a rock star. He says it's very hard to be a rock star. <laughs> he got a Flare your nostrils, pretend like you're about to vomit. <laughs> and then he's like playing the piano. And then he's like singing a song really passionately. Yeah. But it's about broccoli. Hell yeah. Like chopping broccoli. And then and then he just Oh, like, chopping broccoli. Chopping broccoli. Yes. Yeah, that was his audition too. Okay, tape. nice. Yeah. <laughs> and he just keeps going in these crazy Yeah, I can't do impressions. I'm I like, go I gotta watch that when I get home. Yeah, dude. That made me love Dana Carvey. The favorite uh actually uh one of my favorite comedy documentaries is uh Too Funny to Fail. Um, have you have you heard of that one? No. That's uh, about the Dana Carvey show. Okay. Um, I guess I could describe it real quick, but uh, Dana Carvey. Describe it for me. I'll describe it. Yeah, he. Uh, it was it was kind of a funny, like lining up of the stars because Dana Carvey was a was just a like a rock star on SNL. He was huge. Yeah. At the time, I was a little too young to remember exactly. You definitely probably. Yeah. Uh, were but um when he left um everybody was wondering what's dana carvey gonna do next because mm-hmm. he could basically like any network would put on a show that had dana carvey right so he he had done you know all of his snl impressions but he kind of wanted to do something different that he really thought was funny and loved mm-hmm. to do and he basically was given unlimited resources to 
fill out his dream team of writers, cast to do whatever the hell they wanted. Wow. And they were, they did a sketch show. It was called the Dana Carvey show. Okay. So they call it too funny to fail because they had everything going for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got Louis C.K. on there. They had Stephen Colbert, Steve Carell. Oof. It was what made these people's careers. Wow. It's just on Hulu. It's a really good uh, oh, fantastic. documentary. I got that. Yeah, I'll watch that one. Yeah. I got homework. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh so basically I won't spoil too much, but basically I mean the um they were given this amazing opportunity and they got these guys that were like savages. Mm-hmm. So it was it was so funny, but they were given a primetime slot on ABC right after home improvement. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So the very first sketch <laughs> they did was he was Bill Clinton mm-hmm. and he said I he basically uh, breastfeeds puppies with like nipples that lactated. Oh my god! That was the opening sketch, and uh, yeah, he said, "I'm the father's nation, but I'm also the mother too." And he's like, <laughs> "Come over here." And they they kept feeding live puppies to him <laughs> oh as he's. Like, I can't believe. Yeah, I gotta see that. It that was the most. Great. They set a record for most, like how fast the ratings went down yeah. in like a single, you know minute evening window. yeah or a minute wow yeah just or however however long i mean i think i don't know how fast they can track those ratings no! <laughs> yeah just yeah. immediately yeah and uh, they Probably. had to come back and like apologize the next episode and wow. they only lasted one season yeah and uh they weren't ready no what year was this this was gosh was it uh, late 70s late 90s late 90s right not late yeah. 70s late 90s right because wayne's world was around mm-hmm. then so it would have done great on like an HBO probably oh, or yeah. like, you know, at the even at the time, I think it would have done okay. But mm-hmm. uh, the great part was it was funny to watch all the guys talking about it now, just laughing at like, what were we thinking? Like, yeah. Um, I love Stephen Colbert. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, uh, hit, I, after like the 2020 election, the Trump content become it's like okay enough like yeah a little but I, yeah i understand that like the network has just given him shit and he's just picking up a paycheck a very nice paycheck yeah that. but stephen colbert is a monster like the he's a monster in, like he's a monster <laughs> <laughs> the imp- the improvising he did uh he was on whose line right uh or am i high i'm pretty sure he Drew was Carey. um he was on like some early seasons but yeah yeah, yeah i'm sure he is because he did um yeah, I can remember the like him playing improv games on that. Okay. But he's such a great improviser. Yeah, and I I always liked the Colbert Report. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's such a character. Yeah, that was a show that I would watch with mom like back yeah. in the day. It was so like Colbert Report and uh I, in uh, Project Runway and John Stewart was to follow. Right, it was mm-hmm, those that's two. Right. Now, man, that that was uh, John Stewart's great too. I love John Stewart. So my understanding was the Colbert Report was kind of like a right he was supposed to be a right leaning caricature yes is that kind of how like a yeah, like a yeah. ron swanson sort of mm-hmm. like and then, even more right like less libertarian and more just like conservative right and then like uh, a tucker carlson yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly oh tucker yeah <laughs> uh and then john stewart was more like just he, kind of left but you yeah. know poking fun yeah, he was telling at, you at, how he really felt. At anything and everything. And they yeah. always had great compilations on that mm-hmm. show. But uh, John Stewart has a great podcast now. Um, what's it called? I don't, I don't know. I'm glad he's back out there, though. I always yeah. liked him because uh, he was like a, a 
kind of a, a liberal that I liked to listen to because mm-hmm. I felt like he was pretty measured. Like yeah. he would he would acknowledge when he felt like his own side was kind of mm-hmm. I like I like people that'll, you know, do that more more moderate and uh less whatever. Yeah, and he's he's not a dick, you know. Mhm. It's that mm-hmm. simple. Yeah, he's got that cool thing where he's trying to save the dudes the from the 9/11. Yeah, yeah. The the they got cancer from the the rubble. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them died and like got zero help from the state or from the city or whatever. Yeah, he's still out there sticking it to senators like getting in their face. Like, You're a piece of shit. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Oh, Is hell like, yeah." Out like, of the Capitol. Forget like, Twitter. <laughs> like he he's following them into their car, you know? Yeah. Like he's yeah. out on the street. Yeah. And that's fucking cool. Yeah. Um what else? Well, um what we could talk about impressionists all day. Oh yeah. Um I just uh oh you were talking about like I was talking about there's two components to impressions. There's the oral posture and then there's the ears. Okay. So another piece of advice for anyone that wants to do impressions is just to get good at listening critically. Okay. So like and what I mean by that is listen to music and like focus in and listen to the different instruments. And try to identify what's happening. Okay. So, like, is that a trumpet or is that a saxophone? Right. Like, and then, oh, there's a keyboard, too. And if you look, if you listen really closely, there's acoustic guitar. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. Yeah. And th- your ears are just going to become better at picking up on things. Okay. And then once you hear, and not everyone is easy to do an impression of, obviously. Norm yeah. MacDonald is really hard to do an impression of. Yeah. I can't even try. Yeah. I'll just embarrass myself. There's yeah. a few people that can do it. And Frank mm-hmm. Caliendo is one of them. Yeah. But if you just find someone that has a crazy voice... And just, like I said, list, look at how their mouth, look at the oral posture, and yeah. just listen with yeah. headphones. Okay, with headphones. Yeah, with headphones, if you if you can. Okay. Because that's going to give you the nice, Yeah. you know, the consonants and everything. Okay, so, I mean, how do you feel about, how did you feel when you first started doing these on stage? Because, like, you could think you have it nailed, mm-hmm. and, like, you kind of... You've done your homework mm-hmm. and stuff, but do you still feel like okay, shit? I hope this gets laughs when I do it in front of people because like that's yeah. the, that's the ultimate kind of test. I definitely hope it. Well, it comes down to who the fuck is Jordan Peterson? Yeah, because some people don't know who that is, right? And I've still yeah, you know that that one gets me because I mm-hmm. a lot watch him a lot, right? But. So and a lot of people our age and like Gen X mm-hmm. know Jordan Peterson, right? And a lot of like a lot of people, he's a household name. But there's still people that don't know who he is. So right. there is that in the back of my head, like, okay, I hope this is a Jordan Peterson crowd. Yeah. But frankly, I, I've done impressions for people so many times and they always go like, I mean, sometimes they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, they're like, yeah. oh, that's how do you, how did you do that? You know, not to sound like arrogant, but like, yeah. so I'm confident, I'm confident in the impression, yeah. but I'm not always confident that people are going to know who so it is. So the recognition. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved, uh, and I, I think I asked you about this last night. You still have it, uh, in your stand up material that you do the conversation between Jordan Peterson and Steve. Oh yes. Because those are two polar opposite yeah. types of characters. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I, I think it works pretty universally because they'll know one of them Mm -hmm. and you know the conversation is funny um and it's like i i i spend so much time on youtube youtube is my cable really yeah me too dude it's great yeah it's free yeah somebody was asking me about if i'd seen a commercial recently Mm -hmm. that that they thought was funny and i was like you know what i don't even watch tv anymore like i I have youtube tv if i like want to watch like a sport or something but like yeah, I, if I have it. to sit through several commercials, like I'm like, are you kidding me? Game over. What is? Yeah, yeah. yeah this isn't worth my time. Yeah. 
So like, what are you, where do you spend most of your time on YouTube? Are you watching uh, you know podcast stuff? Or are you lately? I've been watching a lot of Kill Tony. You ever watch Kill mm. Tony? Yeah, um, you know, I say yeah. I've um, not sit through one. I've seen like clips of the open mm-hmm. mic one minute thing. Yeah, yeah. I, which is that? Is that most of the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they it's just basically the whole show. One minute and then interview, and they do okay. like five or seven. Yeah, and they have a few like get or they have a few members that are just, they do a minute every week, and they're like yep. actual comics. I gotcha. So sort of round out the show. Yeah. So cool story about uh, one of the local South Carolina people. Mm-hmm. A guy moved from Charleston. Doug, uh, Doug Smith or Doug Allen. We had him, he did a little. He did an interview, um, and uh, he's in Austin now. And he got his he got a minute spot on Kill Tony. Nice. Did great. Hell yeah. And, Good for uh, him. Yeah, it was so You don't cool. want to get eviscerated by Tony Hinchcliffe. No. <laughs> no. And I guess, you know, 60 seconds, how bad could it be? I mean, it's if, as yeah. long as you don't, like, piss your pants or do right. something. like Right. <laughs> I mean. I know. found, I came home from Coffee Underground one night, and the algorithm gave me. <laughs> thank you algorithm it yeah. gave me yeah. <laughs> it gave me uh the the latest because it airs monday night so it was right when i got home from coffee oh, okay. I was airing and that's how you came across it yeah and i was like i clicked on it and i was like damn this is fucking awesome yeah and i found it it's a really good resource for comedians because like anyone can watch great comedy everywhere yeah but i think it's also important to watch bad comedy yeah yeah it's like yeah the importance of watching bad music or yeah we get that every week hell yeah we do watching each other (laughs) yeah there's no shortage of bad comedy but what i mean is uh you know just learning what not to do right like miles davis said it's the notes you don't play yeah whatever the fuck he said yeah yeah louis said the same thing he said uh when he first got into it he was so obsessed he tried to download everything stand up into Mm -hmm. his system watching good and bad comics specifically um and also say what you will about tony I think it's important that shit hack comedians get told to their face that they suck. Yeah. Because no one else is going to do that. I don't think. Yeah. No one's going to have the balls to be like, instead of being like, good set being like, Hey, that sucked. You know, yeah. no one's going to do that. Yeah. And the reason I say that's essential is because you don't have to do stand up. Right. Only funny people like you and me. Yeah. Need to do stand up. <laughs> so like so like you know when you you've seen someone like five time five weeks in a row and they're trying the same material and it's not working and you just feel for him. You're yeah. like, buddy, you yeah. gotta, you gotta mix it up. Yeah. Or like Tony yeah. is gonna be like, Listen to me. Yeah. This isn't working. Right. None of it. Right. Regroup or quit. Come back <laughs> and see what we'll see what you got. But and then like or like someone will be like I've been th- doing this for five years Tony and Tony goes Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ like yeah. he can't believe it yeah it's mean but yeah. people need to hear that no shit, people need know? to be told the truth for sure I uh yeah and you know I'm I'm still like very new so like yeah how I long have you been doing it two years okay nice so uh, since COVID basically but uh, it's um I feel like with new comics there's like this sort of like Dude, those you new sh- sirens are so weird. Yeah. Woo, woo, yeah. Woo, woo. It's like a... What is that? Yeah, it sounds like they're so underwater. It vibrates at a frequency that deaf people can hear. Dude, I love how sensitive your ears are to the, the different... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like... I think I'm autistic or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no dude, seriously. You're it in. No, I, I might be. Yeah. It would be It would be a nice little explanation right. for all this. Yeah. Well, we all have something <laughs> fucked up if we're doing yeah. this, but... Yeah, you get the best out of it. It's good. I think it's all. I good. can still make eye contact. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, doing great. Um, shit. What was I gonna say? Oh, with, with new comics, I feel like there's maybe like this sort of like, you know, 
I, Jerry said Jerry Seinfeld said something about this how like when you start comedy you're like a baby mm-hmm. and you kind of like come along mm-hmm. so like when you're a kid and you do something wrong you don't need to be told you suck fuck you like if you're super new True. you kind of need to be like encouraged Agreed. for the little steps that Agreed, are yeah. that you're cause just getting up there right. kudos to anyone oh yeah definitely and then you definitely, know definitely. you like even like I and I think expert con- or like the pros would probably not shit on a brand new person, right? And Tony will do that. He'll be like, "Oh, it's your first time." Well, that makes sense. And yeah. then he'll like immediately yeah. like lay off. Yeah, you know? and I think for the show, it's kind of like maybe you know Simon Cowell esque, where like you shit on people when they yeah. it's part of it probably. Yeah. But like just in a scene, you should like kind of be encouraging and then for like sure. gradually start saying, "Well, you could do this," mm-hmm. or if if you have something to say right. or whatever. But sometimes if it's just if it's not re- if 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 it's like yeah just totally off and if they've been if and i mean i'm talking a lot of shit for someone that's only done this for nine months but this was my i think it's this is my problem with music too is that i just like to talk shit and so no we i i think it's great i would talk so much shit at gigs or whatever that like i would get a reputation for just talking shit what would you say at gigs dude just like this band sucks or like (laughs) (laughs) because yeah i'm sorry yeah, I think everyone needs to try harder. Yeah, I really do. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. Um, but like, uh, so I, I mean, everyone's a critic, but I'm especially a critic. Yeah. So I'm very critical of myself, but I'm also like, I just can't help but being critical. Of yeah. Others. But it's when the it's when I hear that a comic has been doing it for how many years? Yeah. And it's just like, it's at that point, it's like masochistic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, or it's just like a disconnect in their brain that's not allowing right. the feedback to resonate right right because like the audience should be giving you the feedback mm-hmm. and if you can't hear it uh objectively then you know you either need to be told or you got a disorder because right right with stand-up i don't think there's anything i don't know i mean you can trick like you can delude yourself into thinking a set's good or bad that's mm-hmm. why i record all my do you record all yours yeah yeah, yeah i, I have to sets. record it just to like see how if it was as good or as bad as I thought right, afterwards because exactly. it's so hard to I mean you know if it felt good I mean right but but you can't hear up there like you yeah. can't hear you can't see yeah and sometimes you know you feel horrible about a set and you go back and you're like well it was bad but it wasn't like What's kill that? yourself bad right you know there's hopefully Dude, if I make one guy laugh like a few times it's not a failure yeah, not, yeah. you know yeah. And uh, uh, you can always shit on yourself if a joke doesn't work. And usually, if people aren't absolute assholes, they'll laugh at that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but uh, but it does. One thing that gets to me about comedy is, I mean, I'm in it for the long run. I'm gonna do it. Like, I'm not gonna stop. Yeah. Um, me neither. Nice. Yeah. But like, shit, it's gonna take us a decade. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's like. Yeah. I can't. I don't think of anyone except maybe Dave Chappelle or like, um. Uh, John Mulaney that yeah. had like a, a somewhat of a medi- meteoric yeah. rise, but right, like, and even Chappelle started at like fourteen, I right, think. Right, so he had put in his work by the time he was discovered. Yeah, um, and I don't know about Mulaney's background. He, I think he, he had started. like six or seven years. He was on like a regular at comedy store. Okay, like he was. They yeah. were like, this dude's fucking funny. I wow. mean, Mulaney's a killer. I love. Yeah, John yeah, he I is. Absolutely love John Mulaney. Who doesn't? Yeah, yeah, I love that he fell from grace a little bit and got back on the. It was so funny. He's got a little bit of a, you know, he's got a little bit of turkey, turkey neck. Yeah, he's got that ice cream late night belly. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I didn't notice the belly. 
But it's not even a belly. He just looks just healthier. Like, oh, yeah. Because, I mean, he was so skinny. He it was, was thin, like part was of like his that, act. That, that cocaine yeah, kind of skinniness that, that, that creeps in when you see actors. Like, like uh, who's the guy in Friends? that uh, Matthew Perry. I don't oh, know did if, he start doing coke I don't know if you on? know this. I'm aging myself with this reference. <laughs> but if you watch Friends, uh-huh. and I don't watch Friends because I fucking hate it, but I... <laughs> I was I did notice this how his weight fluctuates a lot throughout mm. the show. Like he goes from stage being like overly pudgy, and then he's real skinny. Mm. And uh, dude, yeah. Hollywood's rough. Yeah, yeah, Hollywood is rough. Especially if you're the face that's selling the tickets, so to speak. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, for sure. But back to your ten year comment. I mean, what are your what are your uh, have you set like objective goals in comedy? Like what you want to do with it? And is that Churchill? That's Churchill. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We will never surrender. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked uh, I like him from like uh, World War Two oh, yeah. stuff, fighting the Nazis. Oh yeah, Churchill and, um, is a fucking badass. Yeah, I saw that movie uh, Darkest Hour. Ooh, I haven't seen. You it. haven't seen it? Uh-uh. Okay, really good movie. Uh, Gary Oldman. Gar- okay, did I've seen Churchill. Clips of it, yeah, and he's so disguised. Yes. as Churchill with with the makeup, you yes. I, you wouldn't even know it was him. Yeah, unless Gary you Oldman saw loves it. to get into some fucking makeup. Yeah. And the cool, well, this is a shameless plug to my college, but the president of, of my college mm-hmm. was studied under the official biographer of Churchill. Cool. And he was brought in to consult for the movie because he knew so much about the nuances of like oh, his wow. daily life and yeah, like all yeah. of the stuff with the movie. I think Gary Oldman came and st- talked at our school for that. But nice. anyway, that movie is really well done and it's kind of like the the tipping point of like when it was at its worst right. and nobody was going to stand up. There was a lot of people wanted to do it, just sign us something and appease it and get some band-aid. Yeah. Which Churchill didn't believe Hitler would stick to anything right. he signed. Right. So, Rightfully um, so, yeah. And he wasn't getting any help from America at that point, And he, he had to like kind of rally. They, they dramatize it a little bit in terms mm-hmm. of the, the timeline. Sure. It was, yeah. but yeah, so that stuck with me. So I, I like, uh, Hell yeah, I just got that. If you like Churchill, you should watch The Crown on Netflix. Okay. It is fantastic. Dude, I will. I've been looking for a new show to stream. It's a really great historical fiction. It's it's based on historical events throughout The Crown. So it goes from when Queen Elizabeth, the, the one that's on The Crown now, from when she's like 16 to about the 80s. So around okay. Margaret Thatcher era. Okay. But you get to see Churchill and all of his different... Uh, prime minister slots yeah, yeah and they develop it they develop into his personal life and more of like a tender uh intimate side of yeah. churchill like mm-hmm. the relationship he had with his daughter and his family and stuff like yeah. that because his daughter drowned i believe okay i um, mean it was like a, this terrible thing yeah that's awful uh but there's an episode about that where he's he gets into painting mm-hmm. and he's painting this um pond over and over again he's just got hundreds of paintings of this pond and he does it when he's like thinking about policy and stuff to mm-hmm. clear his mind mm-hmm. and then he's like having therapy sessions throughout the episode and at the end did of the he, e- he went through actual therapy yeah yeah oh i didn't know yeah. Churchill did therapy i mean he probably didn't let anyone know right because you know, it would be emasculating but, right right but yeah the world especially at that time i don't mm-hmm. know a lot of people were doing therapy in the 40s or, but, or earlier if it was before that yeah but later uh the the therapist he acknowledge he looks at the painting of the the because churchill can't figure out why he's obsessed with drawing this pond mm-hmm. and then his therapist said like didn't your daughter drown like so and so and yeah. Ch- and you see churchill's face i uh, forget the actor that plays him but mm-hmm. it's just an incredible piece of television yeah i just ruined it i just spoiled it so no sorry no no, no i'll still watch but, uh, you no, should no, no i've been yeah. spoiling a shit ton of shit over here so. uh it's great but 
we were talking about did his daughter drown in a pond or was that just the image that he represented yeah i think it was one or the other yeah but i do know that he like lost a child and it was yeah really tough for him yeah that's because he was a hard drinker hard smoker yeah hard, you know yeah did you ever uh this is kind of a weird segue but i was thinking about this i think about weird shit uh did you ever uh study like dream analysis or dreams not much but i am fascinated by dreams yeah um i uh i've been having i take naps a lot um or i had been a nap guy yeah yeah. what hour like four o'clock or two o'clock four that's the that's the nap time yeah four or uh if i gotta you know work later than that then maybe a little after and before stand up um stand up can stress me out sometimes like so i like to write and then go to sleep mm-hmm. and then sometimes in a short nap like i'll think about the ideas while i'm sleeping i'm oh, just yeah, i'm not yeah. all the way to the deep sleep you'll let your subconscious sort of sort it sort it out yeah that's smart and then i wake up and and then i'm like oh sometimes i'll hop out of bed when i have like a little thing and i'm not trying to think about it i'm just trying to like right. just turn my brain off my conscious brain off yeah. um just to kind of clear it and uh but uh, in the course of that, I also started therapy recently. Nice. Uh, which, uh, yeah, I'm glad there's like not a lot of stigma around it anymore. Um, no, there shouldn't be. Everyone, everyone should see a therapist. Yeah. So I've just been thinking when when you when you do therapy, they start talking about like foundational questions, like who are you? Mm-hmm. They ask. I'm like, I don't freaking know. Like, right. And he's like, Well, here's some things to kind of think about or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remembered I had watched some Carl Jung, Jordan Peterson thing, which that's like their whole deal uh mm-hmm. about dream analysis and how the uh um and i started writing down some dreams that really stood out to me yeah and trying to pick out like the churchill pond thing mm-hmm. like what what symbolically those things may or may not mean right and i have no idea if it's right but i just kind of did some free writing about mm-hmm. it and then when i watched the carl jung video about dreams he was kind of describing how freud had a kind of a different theory freud Freud sort of thought that the motivation, the primary motivation um, for people was like sexual mm-hmm. and then um, sloppy toppy, sloppy toppy. That's <laughs> right. And Jung had a kind of a different uh, view of it, that there was a lot more going on. Sexual was definitely more up nuanced. There. Yeah, yeah. There was like, well, Jung had a dream that Freud was in a basement and that was where he was or he was in one basement. That was like Freud's area. Mm-hmm. And then it like the bottom fell out. And then there was all of these other rooms beneath the basement. Ah. And that to him represented all of the other, you know, motivations and things that were being expressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I guess he thought that dreams were kind of like art and how they present themselves to us. Cause you experience a dream, like right. a movie playing. Right. And it has a narrative structure that mm-hmm. you can follow in the dream as not being weird. Yeah. And it like automatically happens like this yeah. happens and this happens and there's these characters and your subconscious mind just makes this story mm-hmm. and uh, it does it in a muddled incoherent way. Yeah. But it, it's, Jung sometimes it was, it's terrifying. Sometimes it's terrifying. Yeah. And it basically is your, it's something it's you're thinking it's something that's thinking Mm -hmm. and it's trying to sort out something that you can't yet comprehend yeah which is what painting kind of can be Mm. what any sort of art where you're like on the edge of what you don't understand can kind of just feeling it out yeah broad strokes yeah definitely so i don't know kind of like you're saying like you know tune your ear to like different Mm -hmm. instruments like i'm trying to pay attention more to like what i'm dreaming about when i do remember it and see uh, what those things might mean. I've had a couple trippy ones recently. Do you have dreams that you're doing stand-up ever? 
Um, I'm sure I have. None that I've like written down or really could yeah. pull back. Uh, do you, what about you? Do I've you, had a few recently. Yeah? yeah. What what's in the what's in the dreams? What's weird is it it's like the same venue mm-hmm. each time. Yeah. And it's a it's not a real place. It's like an amalgam of different places that I've actually been to. Right. It's mostly based on this mountain house that I used to go to when I was a kid. Okay. But it's it's like this like this log cabin stage and it's like a like four or five hundred people okay like all my best friends are in the front row yeah and i'm like wasted and like i can't get the mic to work and like it's like cutting in and out yeah my drink spilled over yeah like no one's listening to me yeah and then i walk off stage and i was like fuck that sucked and i like go into some weird room and like yeah it they're always bad i've only had a few the bad ones are the ones you remember. Yeah. Yeah. I also have dreams that I can skateboard. Okay. And they're amazing. Yeah. Like I can just kick flip. Just yeah. Like I have a kick flip <laughs> button. I just That's awesome. Yeah. And and bec- I watch a lot of skateboarding. It's like my football. Like okay. I, I love skateboarding. Okay. I can't Hell skate yeah. for shit. I can ride around and not look like a jackass. Right. I can Ollie, but that's it. Yeah. But so I've I've watched so many people kickflip, and I've tried practicing for so many hours that yeah. I know what it looks like. I know you got to flick and pop and do this. Yeah. So my dream is so convincing. Yeah. And right now I'm like learning heel flips in my dream. Okay. Oh, like, so you're you're actually I'm like work, you're working on this. Yeah, yeah. That's so, sweet. So you'd be like excited to go to bed, like, dude, I'm gonna do some sick shit tonight, dude. Gnarly, dude. I'm gonna <laughs> soar. I'm gonna hit this twelve <laughs> stair. Seriously, like in one of my dreams, I did a tray flip down like a fifteen stair. Yeah. And it was just butter, and I landed it just like nothing. <laughs> okay, a tray flipped on a fifth. That's three. Uh, th- a 360 flip is a it's a 360 shove it. So the board spins 360 this way and 360 the other way. Holy shit! Yeah, tra- it's like the coolest trick. Tray yeah, flip. yeah. I'll send you a, a few buttery tray flips. Okay. But, um, I was gonna say you're gonna send a clip of the dream you're doing it. Right <laughs> oh now. man, that'd be pretty tight if you could capture all your, the images that are playing in your brain. It's so vivid. Yeah, because it's my college campus that I'm skating around. Okay. That's where I, I used to skate between class. Yeah, but um. And like waking up from those dreams, I'm legitimately like, oh man, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just kidding. man. Yeah. If I could kick flip, yeah. God, if I could just kick flip, it's yeah. so hard, dude. dude Have you I ever s- been on a skateboard? Uh, yeah, not in any serious way though. Man, it they make it look so easy. Yeah, and then you step on one, and you're no, like, Holy I, yeah, shit. that's why I haven't been on because <laughs> yeah. I'm so horrible. It's tough. Yeah. Man, a lot of respect to the skaters out there. Yeah, for sure. A lot of funny skaters. Of Mark funny. Norman's a skater. Mark Norman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other comics that are skaters? Not that I know of. Okay. But a lot of skaters are just coincidentally funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because like they're kind of chill dudes. Mm-hmm. They're they're, you know, out there loosey goosey. Yeah, and if you got to be kind of, um, I don't know, brave. Yeah. And I feel like that's a common trait of like, con- like, you know, mm-hmm. you got to have, yeah, that confidence yeah. in yourself. And they're, they're kind of, that culture is kind of like outside the mainstream, I feel like mm-hmm. in general. So yeah, they're, they're kind of that confidence. That's something that I wanted to touch on the most that I love about stand up is that it's made me a more confident person. Hell yeah. Dude. I, I struggle hugely with confidence. Yeah, me too. I always have. Me too. I think a self doubt, anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I, I don't I don't tell people that I do stand up a lot because I just cringe. Like, yeah, dude, yeah, me, I, me, I, I yeah. yeah. But if I if it comes up and they go, holy shit, I could never do stand up. That yeah. feels good. I can't help but deny that feels good. Yeah, when people say that. So yeah, just, my reaction to that, it do, I guess it, it does feel good. But my reaction is, yes, you could. You could. I. But how good are you know? 
You could try. Well, I mean, anyone could try. I keep fucking with this clip. That is not going to come out. That's not going to work. That's no, not going to sound good. In the you're mix, good. You're trying to hold it like the... <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to hold it like... Uh, the comics you're talking about? Uh, Schultz. Yeah. Andrew Schultz. Yeah. Who's hilarious, by the way. Yeah. He, he, yeah, that's how he holds it. Like yeah. That. I don't know how he does it. He, makes, he like balances it on his thumb or some shit. Yeah. Look, when we're done, you got to watch some specials I'm gonna, and see I'm what gonna I I'm going to be noticing things. I'm yeah. Because like, that's all I notice. It's like, just, you know, just yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, shit, I was blanking on what I was. I'm like. so distractible. I, I also forgot what we were talking about. No, but oh, confidence. I was gonna say. I said everybody. Could, everybody could do it. Everybody could. But I guess what I mean by that is, um, you, you, if it's, if you really, um, want to like push your put yourself like. I see what you're saying. People have um like adrenaline outlets. Like I want to go skydiving, right? Or I want to do this really scary thing, right? Like, in my opinion, it's a great bucket list item for any human being because public speaking is horrifying to most people. Yeah. And stand-up is one of the most harsh environments for public speaking where you, you're like, <laughs> just those eyeballs, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, Say something funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> what a... Yeah. If you can rise to that occasion like, and survive it, mm -hmm. like, what a healthy, like, brave thing. That's, that's sure. completely harmless. Yeah. Physically. Yep. You know, there's no risk in you dying. Right. Um, you know, I guess but, you could have a heart attack, but then of course there's some, there's a difference between just going and trying it, right. Checking it off the list and yeah. being like, okay, right. I'm well, going to go up four times a week absolutely. for 10 years. Right. Well, the opposite or side of that is, so your, yeah, I kind of use stand up cause I, like, I have a sports background and, and nice. the thing that, you know, I never felt like I was that naturally talented at sports. What was your sport? Football. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I have all this football shit. I, I should have, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just yeah. fucking i forget I, so, i'm i'm terrible at football i was gonna is that the heisman no that's the, yeah, that's the, that's a super bowl trophy. <laughs> that's the green bay packers super bowl trophy dude i don't care everybody likes the nfl it's basic yeah. as shit but uh, i should know that that's the super yeah bowl trophy. But, but football anyways. is my sport for a reason nice. i think because football is a sport that you don't need to necessarily you can kind of like white knuckle it to get better at it. Mm -hmm. Like you can work hard in, in the weight room. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the field, I always play defense. And like, nice. if you have like this tenacity to like, just try to hit people really hard, mm -hmm. which isn't necessarily a skill. It's kind of like a brain, like you're, you're a switch flipping in your brain. Yeah. Is, I'm going to fuck people up. Yeah, yeah. And if you turn that on, uh -huh. like you can just exert your own will on other people. Right. As opposed to a sport like baseball, where it's very finesse, yes. and like you have to keep a cool head to because you you strike out seventy percent of the time, or not strike out, but you get out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I could never handle a sport like baseball, even as a child, because I yeah. couldn't handle failing, and like I couldn't keep a level head. I was too down on myself. And, Same, and dude. This or that. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So you know when I apply that to stand up left field, that's where I was Spin yeah, around right field, <laughs> left field's better. Right field that nobody, right. Like, oh wait, no, I was right. field. You're right field. Yeah, yeah. That's where none of the balls go. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, Cause okay, left-handed cool. batters tend yeah. to hit to right field that's and there's right. not as many lefties. That's right. So, so <laughs> if you, you put your worst player in right field, yeah. I was in right field. Yeah. I was with another guy and we yeah. would just do bits, just yeah. like dance around, do cartwheels and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's, just, yeah, the, yeah. There's the always the jokes about those kids that are just out there picking dandelions and shit. Yeah, and that's, yeah. That's yeah. That was kind of what I was. Except I was standing there terrified a ball was going to get hit to me and I was going to fuck up. Oh god. So is there anything worse than like? <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. You got to run for it or something. Yeah. I would cry when I got out in t-ball. Shit. Yeah. I would cry. Yeah. My whole family was there. I would cry back to the dugout. Oh man. 
Yeah, I was such I, a little bitch at like kinder, kindergarten age, and you know that little kid inside me still has that like, oh, people like mm-hmm. me, fuck. I still have that, <laughs> so it's it's annoying. Yeah, but when I equate this to stand up, so my whole point is, I guess, with football, like when I played through college and everything, I always was like working hard and able to get results that way. Mm-hmm. When I say anybody can do stand up, like. I say that because like I feel like just me being able to just do it mm-hmm. at a low level of just just by showing up every time mm-hmm. if you wanted to work hard yeah and you're serious about it yeah. you probably are going to get at least decent. Oh yeah, I I think if you work for if sure. you put in the work and you're not and you don't have some mental problem mm-hmm. or something um like you get out what you put in sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. But at a definitely. certain point you kind of have to apply the baseball idea of of being okay with failing yeah so that's why i like it too it's not just like a a grind like a bodybuilder just could just fuck i'm just gonna do this you gotta kind of have to let go a little bit too it's gonna get days where you don't get a pump so to speak yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and you gotta be okay with that right so like that's almost what i like the most is like the 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 bomb i don't like bombing but like bombing grounds you and makes you like okay well the world didn't end so you know fuck it Mm mm-hmm but I don't know. I'm getting all philosophical and philosophical on stand up. But well, no. I mean, stand up and philosophy are hand in hand. I yeah. Mean, sometimes it comes off terribly. Sometimes it's hilarious. Sometimes mm-hmm. you don't even know that you're watching someone philosophize. I don't yeah. know if that's a word. But yeah. I mean, um, yeah. It, it's on the subject of uh, confidence. Yeah. Like confidence. Yeah. I when I when I'm off st- when I'm on stage, it's such a different. I mean, I'm essentially just playing a character. Right. And even once I've stepped off stage, even if I did a good set, I sort of go right back down to like where I was before. Like yeah. no, no longer confident or like. Really? Yeah. Like maybe it'll, it'll last for maybe 15 or so minutes. But yeah. I don't know. Like. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. I just mm-hmm. fucking hate myself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah. Um, I hate how, how do you, how is it uh you know over the course of the last 9 months I mean has it gotten better? Like, yeah, yeah. Um I got lucky on my first set and got some laughs and then I had some really rough sets. Do you remember what you did on your first set? Yeah. Did I, I did I already ask you that? I mean we talked no, you mentioned where you did so. it but I can't remember. I don't think I asked what you No, you did. went with, yeah. Um I opened with uh I'm a stoner. Any stoners here? Yeah. The thing about being a stoner is uh, <laughs> and then I just forgot, and you know, people yeah. are like, oh, ha-ha. yeah, I see what he did there. Yeah, and then I'm pretty sure maybe one other joke got a laugh, and other than that, it was nothing. Yeah, uh, and that was pretty much what my first few months looked like. And I then I started, you. I think I started doing impressions on like my third or no, I, I was always doing impressions. I gotcha. Um, I had a good my second set I ever did was at the Kava Bar. They okay. have a First Wednesday of the month, they have an open mic. Okay. I've been like keeping it to myself. I should yeah. have shared it with you guys. But yeah. I'm not. Well, do you know Birds Fly South just got canceled? Oh, why? Oh, uh, we don't know exactly, but Bill got a message that uh, uh, they had to shut it down anyway at the end of the month for fall stuff. But they also got a message that uh, it's shut down effective immediately now. Oh my! And they God. think it was Wednesday. Were you there? You were there Wednesday, right? No, you weren't there Wednesday. No, okay. I haven't been there in two weeks. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, uh, Travis was going off uh-huh and i was <laughs> I as remember, he should yeah dude uh, yeah but it echoes throughout that 
area, <laughs> the, the whole mall. Yeah, so to speak. well, I yeah. was I, I was late coming in with Ben, and mm-hmm. we were in the parking lot, like way far away, mm-hmm. and we could hear Travis. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> Travis is on stage right now!" Shit. And uh, and I think a couple other comics may have like some profanity was heard, mm-hmm. and uh, I I get it. I mean, the people that soft aren't ass there, Greenville. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, Greenville uh, is soft. I agree. I agree. I like Asheville a lot better for. Uh, audiences and quality of, of shows. No yeah. offense, Greenville. I, I, I say Greenville is soft, but I hate it when people rev their engines. I'm like, shut the hell up. Yeah. I don't care about your little Maserati. Yeah. Or whatever it is. There's a lot. I didn't think Greenville would ever be a car city or like a car town, but it's becoming one. Dude. Yeah. All these slams. downtown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking wild. Yeah. Are you from Greenville? No, I'm from Michigan originally. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've been here two years, basically since the uh, beginning of 2020. You should have seen this place 10 years ago. Yeah? There's like none Nothing. of these... This building and like every building like it wasn't built yet. Really? Yeah. Wow. The, the one center, the Clemson One building and all that mm-hmm. was like it was just dilapidated like old town shit. Man, that's that's crazy. Yeah, and then even like ten years before that, like the early aughts and the nineties, no one came downtown. Yeah. And yeah. then like when I was a kid, it was starting to get really popping. Yeah. We would go to a what's it called? What's that pizza place? Barley's. Barley's. And but yeah. yeah, downtown has changed a lot. Yeah, I really like living here because I just visited a couple of uh, cities, or I, I do occasionally, like uh, Atlanta, or uh, I was just, I had a, a work thing in Denver, mm-hmm. um, and some of these historically great cities, like with really cool downtowns, have really taken a, a nosedive since the pandemic, Yes, in terms of like the downtown experience. Denver had a real bad... Uh, homeless problem mm-hmm. and and just you didn't feel safe out right. at night right like even even during the day i think at 9 a.m i got approached by several homeless people like more homeless people um than i um a murder of homeless what's that a murder a murder uh, is what you call a group of crows a, mur- <laughs> yeah, so. a murder of homeless. <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah just really bad and uh but Dude, green pan- is kind of like exempt a little bit from because it's small and and, and grow. i mean we got a homeless problem but in terms of like the downtown vibe and like mm-hmm. it, it seems vibrant and yes and, and growing definitely whereas others are kind of on the on the decline like new york city i've, I've heard is, is really rough <laughs> um yeah atlanta but it's new york city baby yeah it's you yeah know? they love the grime yeah yeah it is what it is just yeah. don't be stupid yeah yeah exactly but yeah, you're going to find jackasses and uh, con artists and homeless people everywhere. Yeah. But the, the the pandemic, I mean, it plunged millions of people into poverty. Yeah. Just like, no more house. Yeah. No more job. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've i been hurt. We've all been hit by it. Uh, yeah. I was going to say Greenville is nice, but it's expensive, and the wages aren't very good here. Yeah. Like, the price of goods is like the same up north, but they pay better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't pan- mind if pandemic. we could get paid a little better. Freaking but. sucks. I mean, you Dude. are you a big econ guy? No, not really. Well, but I just know that the pandemic, it was like, it's like the jig is up on civilization. Yeah. That's how I saw it. Well, everyone was like, oh shit, we're the cogs. Yeah. And if we yeah. just don't go to work, nothing will work. Right. And it, I, for me, that made me feel more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. No, even though I'm just things, an ant, things you know? we took, things we took for granted. Right. Definitely got brought to light. Workers have more leverage. Mm-hmm. They're being, they're starting to have more leverage. Yeah, for sure. Um, and as a the, worker, I think that's really important. No, I agree. I think, uh, yeah, that has to be negotiated. Like it can't be all one, 
you know right. yeah, and yeah. uh yeah there's got to be that freedom to like move around or like negotiate like yeah but the, the thing that sucked about covid to me was it was it was just like this double whammy that was impossible to get out of in mm-hmm. that nobody could work mm-hmm. so nobody had money mm-hmm. so we had to pay people to stay at home mm-hmm. and when you do that you expand the money supply right. in a, in a at a rate that is just insane and it's not yeah, it's yeah. not a bad it's not a bad policy because in a way you don't have a choice right exactly but now we're reaping the harmful consequences of that which is inflation and it was inevitable and it's not a trump or a biden thing they right. both printed money right to to address this and but now it's it's like we have to absorb this painful period to exactly. get back to a relatively normal state that's the thing so about now we're like in the hangover of covid mm-hmm. not by not like a health crisis but an economic one right and i'm I'm pretty optimistic about uh i don't know if you follow interest rates no okay well i just know they want to raise them the federal reserve bank is is raising interest mm-hmm. rates and they have to do that mm-hmm. because it's slow it'll slow down the economy but that's the only way to get inflation back under control right. so the housing market's going to go down yeah or cause a recession, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, but the, the, it's cool because the stock market is starting to go up again mm-hmm. because the Federal Reserve raised rates and their most recent raise, the the rate of inflation came back and it's declining. Okay, nice. So the stock market's usually forward looking, so that'll go up. I noticed first gas was going down before so. the real economy. Yeah, gas is coming down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, so we're maybe getting some free reserves yeah. through Ukraine. So like, I'm really optimistic about things getting better. That's good. Um. I don't know. What do I know? But I think, I mean, it could all fucking go to shit. It's weird because yes. unemployment is low. It's such a weird thing because people are working now. Mm-hmm. But Dude, this whole but no stock- one wants to work shit has got to stop. Yeah. The, the, the headline needs to be no one wants to work and yet we do. Like, I, I don't have any choice. What am I going to do? Just oh, I'll just be homeless, I guess. Who needs a job? No, like yeah. that's not what a rational person does. Yeah, people want to work. Yeah, yeah. We, wa- we just want to get paid a little better. Right. And I will have fun at work. I'm not even shitting. Yeah. And then the company and then the, the employers, on the other mm-hmm. hand, are um, facing. It sucks because there's all these supply chain issues. Yeah. Oh, it's with, all with, fucked. with China. It's so fucked. like they're they're getting hit with costs. So they might mm-hmm. go to an employee who asks for like a raise and be like, dude, our labor. If we raise our labor costs, right. we're going to fucking go out of business. Yeah. So it's like everybody's it's a, squeezed. Yes. I don't I like to think that. I don't know. This it's is, some this revolutionary is, is right leaning guy in me, but I like to think that business owners tend, hopefully, not to be evil guys twisting their mustaches, all the trying to fuck everyone. Right. Like I, I like to think on a fundamental level, there there is some rationality to how mm-hmm. they, and there are some exorbitant things going on. Yeah. Well, but I there, w- there are real kind of incentives that are yeah. at play on different levels. But speaking as know. someone that's worked in restaurants for like twelve years, fucking, yeah, most restaurant owners are stingy and greedy they, they have are. to be they have they to be. have to be that's are margins run. super tight on restaurants yes they're razor in, thin and food costs yeah and so and with the pan like r- food costs have quintupled or like septupled since the pandemic yeah. and that's why everyone is shuttering their doors but i was at work today until two o'clock mm-hmm. and everyone was done at two and there's like a relief a pm team that comes in and uh-huh. relieves us right yeah and so we're all clocking out and they're about to get like fucked really and everything needs to be clean the ovens need to be clean which is really hard to do there's this huge checklist of shit to do and yeah. i know that i'm leaving early yeah because of what we're talking about yeah and so there's this look on our, our face everyone's face of like well this sucks yeah 
But there's, what are you going to do about it? There's literally nothing. To you do. can lead the industry. You can go work as a PA, or you can, you know, lead the industry. Right. And then, that's a different problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, let's talk about comedy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> talk. I, uh, How long have we been? Time's uh, flying, hour brother. And a half. Hell yeah. yeah. Time's that's flying. usually if you, yeah, if it feels like it hasn't been that long. It's usually hopefully nice. a good interview. This is the kind of shit that sometimes I want to talk about on stage, and I never ever do. Yeah. Like what? Just like how fucked things are yeah i tried it a few times and i think yeah. it mostly just freaked people out yeah and there's nothing really at the end of the day there's nothing funny about it yeah you know it's, i guess it's it's <laughs> kind of negative so maybe people want to break from like we know right yeah they're shitty. like yeah oh my god we came here to not hear yeah this. we wanted to like for god's yeah, sake yeah is there anywhere we can go where we don't have to hear this right. so that's what's always on my mind is like yeah i want to talk to people about it but also they're like can we not yeah you know yeah. Because if they were at work with people, I'm sure they talked about it all day. Yeah. So <laughs> I was talking to Zaslov yesterday uh-huh. uh, before the mic, and I was explaining to him this like metaphorical bit about like how the United States is like Game of Thrones. Like yeah. they had a good run, but now we're kind of screwed. Yeah. And he was like, "Well, I just I don't see the humor in it. Like I when I when I it sounds very intellectual, and I don't yeah. see that when I look at you. No offense." <laughs> and I was like, damn, you're right. Like, I don't need to be up there trying to be smart. Yeah. And he was like, just be funny. Yeah. Just yeah. that. Just be funny. Yeah, for sure. I hate doing an impression of a guy that I know. Uh, yeah. But like, yeah. Uh, but David's great. I, I love yeah. David. Um, But yeah. I think he's right. Just don't fucking overthink it. Don't. I mean, he, yeah, it, it could be right in part. But also, I would say, like, if you want to try something that's, like, mm-hmm. out there and intellectual a little bit. I think I worth, need a few more trying. years. It's worth it's worth fucking around, especially right. early, like where we where we're at, you know, in our first couple of years. That's true. I mean, what are the the stakes are nothing, you know. We have yeah. tons of time to cut our teeth and. Shit. No, I, I I'd love taking advice and uh, mm-hmm. I try because I early on I would be too pendulumy like on taking advice. I'd be like, if I heard one thing, I'd be like, oh fuck, like that's the only, and I'd be like, <laughs> right. I should take it in. Put it where it belongs. Take it with a grain of salt. Uh huh. Yeah. And not not say it's wrong, but at least look at it mm-hmm. and not you know overreact or underreact. But uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I love Zaslov though. I just don't want to get ahead of myself on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse yeah, yeah. me. I, I burp a lot. It's like a bad. It's a bad habit. I do it on stage, and I'm trying not to <laughs> do that anymore because I feel like it's kind of a gimmick. I don't know. And it reminds me of Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, I uh, don't really. I'm not crazy about that show. It's not for everyone, yeah, I dude. Think maybe and it's it a gets thing. it gets a little too much at times, yeah. Especially the later seasons. Those it's heady. It's like what's happening exactly. Yeah. But yeah. I think the first three seasons are yeah. So if good. you uh, smoke a little bit and watch it, I I I, I find it more entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just gotta let go. It's super trippy. Uh, like what are they doing? But uh, yeah, they've com- had they've had a lot of influence on media. Everything's about the multiverse now. Like everything's about yeah. Dimensions. They started that yeah in a big way. Okay. Yeah, because like he's got the portal gun, Rick. The he's got the portal yeah. gun, and so you see that everywhere now. Yeah. Even in video games. I mean, Portal came out like a decade before that, but okay. there's still more um, implementation of like that mechanic of like teleporting. Yeah. Um, I mean, the multiverse of madness, like Marvel's biting yeah. it. Lots of different kids' cartoons are biting it. Yeah. I'm sort of sick of it. It's like, who gives a fuck about the multiverse? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's where, I don't know. It, that's where it bring, That's where people lose me. Because like, okay, so there's an alternate version of me that's like happier or richer or like, I don't care. I don't want to know that guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I got to worry about 
Right here, yeah. right now, what we got. Because in, in this us. universe, like little kids in Palestine are getting bombed all the time. Like, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> is it less of a tragedy if there's a multiverse where they're not getting bombed? Uh, right. And, like, and Israel's the one that's getting fucked. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it any better? No. No, I don't even. Yeah. It's like Dan Harmon said, who's the creator of Rick and Morty. He was like, people talk about 9/11 being a conspiracy, uh-huh. and they miss the point that it's a tragedy. Right. Like whether or not it's a conspiracy, a conspiracy or not, people fucking died. Yeah. And it's like seared into our brains and it changed the world so yeah. it's like dude nine, we can talk about it being a conspiracy but you also need to think about just like yeah the what happened 9-11 was so insane <laughs> i mean me we forget it was all downhill from there let me tell yeah. you yeah <laughs> yeah it's weird looking back at historical events there always seems to be some big thing going on but uh how old were you when 9-11 happened six six do you six remember years. it yes i do yeah i was uh i remember everyone 12 or 13 I remember everyone was talking about Saddam Hussein. Yeah. I did a bit about this. Did I you? need to bring this back. Fuck, yeah. I forgot about this bit. But I I thought they were saying, now back to Saddam Hussein, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and I was like, what is he saying? Yeah. Like, who is Saddam and what is he saying? Because I need yeah, to know yeah, what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, no, but back to Saddam Then I was Hussein. like, no, it's like his name is Hussein. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, like he's, our next story. He did it? We're on to Saddam Hussein. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I don't know. Saddam Oh Saddam! Oh Saddam! You silly goose! You, <laughs> you didn't have any we- you didn't have any weapons of mass destruction, but you loved us thinking that you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was a that was a fun couple months. Oh, f- did you know that uh, one of Osama bin Laden's like cave treats was uh, Doritos with like lukewarm water added to it? And he would no. eat it. He would eat it like soup. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, isn't that fucked up? That's gross. And he was like, the Americans have it figured out. <laughs> That's what he picked of all this <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Doritos. And then he just like, he would take a kettle and pour like hot water into the Man. bed. Man. Yeah, what a psycho. Uh, that guy was a real jerk. Yeah, that <laughs> guy. Yeah. That guy, <laughs> to quote Norm. Yeah, he. That's one of my favorite Norm bits. It's, that guy was a real jerk. Like he, he murdered. Just, yeah. <laughs> Albert, on a Albert, Albert Fish. Albert he, Fish. He uh, murdered his entire. Both gray in color and demeanor. <laughs> fucking great he's like this albert fish this guy was a real jerk yeah <laughs> like the most it's understated like, thing yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. god damn oh that was great because the build-up on that was like five yeah. minutes too yeah just such a long walk yeah and then his little yeah <laughs> his little smirk that he does where he's like really proud of himself but he's not like laughing at his own joke yeah perfect yeah so charismatic yeah what time do you gotta go Dude, I got a uh, I got a date with my couch here in about thirty oh, minutes. Okay, yeah, I got a thing. I gotta watch Better Call Saul. Oh shit, yeah, I gotta catch up on that. It's so good. I'm on yeah. season two. No spoilies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm. A, I gotta watch the last season. Fantastic. I took show. a huge break, so I like was confused when I went back uh, a little bit. But uh, I heard the last season is amazing. Yeah, apparently mm. the gas. It's about they're about to step on the gas. Okay. So. Yeah, um, but hey, this was fun though. We can keep going for a little bit. Sure, you good? Yeah, I mean, let's I, let's organically we, wrap it up. Yeah, um, <laughs> I yeah, it's I gotta go probably by seven thirty. It's seven fifteen now, but uh, oh, I just got that swallow on the mic. All the other ones, I did. yeah, what? that's gonna be gross. What have you? Just, I swallowed, you swallowed on mic. Yeah, yeah. I, I usually you know move it away for the swallow. I'm probably not editing any of this. Yeah, no, screw it. I, I don't blame you. Yeah. I'm sure I'm not the most offensive person that sat on this chair. You, no. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Shout I'm out prob- Greenville Comics. I'm probably the most, I don't know, it's some, it's some stupid shit. But. Hey, that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah, man. Do you think there's a multiverse? <laughs> yeah, probably. You do? Probably. But, like, I say probably in that, you know, space is, dude, 
space is pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. Yes. Uh, so it's like, and, and apparently space is flat when you zoom way out. So okay. it's, yeah, which okay. makes no sense to me. But like when you th- when you hear these things from the physicists and it gets passed down, you're like, oh shit, that's Do real. You know a lot about this. I know. I really like space. I'm okay, by well, no means an astrophysicist or anything. But like still, that. But I'm an amateur for, space. Lay it out for me why you believe there's a multiverse based on some of the just. I think things that it, they say. I think about the absurd, the absurdity of life, and the absurdity of like the concession of every day. Just like waking up, like, well, I I got to get up and go to work, like yeah. that sort of thing. Like, there's sort of an automatic drive in people yeah. that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it would it would just make sense that there are like in in a different universe right now we're not having this conversation because I never went up and did stand up because I learned my lesson here in life and I don't need validation anymore. Yeah. Because I think of all these alternate possibilities in my yeah. head and they're so feasible. Yeah. yeah. It's like surely they're happening. Yeah. Because the universe is so big. Yeah. That's what I think. Okay. And, but, and I don't think that <laughs> it's not like the, un- the multiverses are like parking spots next to each other. Mm-hmm. Like you can't see them all at once. If you're in one, you, you don't know about the other one. Right. So I definitely don't think that there's like one like on top of us or anything like that. Yeah. Like I said, I just think it's real in that I think I know black holes are real. I can't see yeah. black holes and black holes are technically theoretical, but we have a picture of them. So right. I trust that they're real. Yeah. But I don't have any scientific jargon for why. I think no, no, I don't. I'm, I kind of am at the same. Neil deGrasse like, Tyson would have a better answer. Yeah. Shit. Oh, man, I'm yeah. the worst. No, you're good. It didn't stop recording. There we go. Yeah. Um. Is this still? I move that. One thing I check, check. Yeah, I we're, think we're, we're good. good. One thing I am really into is black holes. Black though. holes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just as like a concept, but also as a cosmic engine. Yeah. Because like we're we're orbiting the sun, yep. but our star is orbiting a black hole. Right. At the center of the Milky Way. Yeah, right? and a black hole happens when a star dies. Yeah, a right? big enough star the goes big supernova. Big goes supernova and then yeah. dies, but the mass is still there. Yes, and, and an it, infinite point small point yeah which is like and oh man it's so cool david it's yeah. so fucking cool you got to look up uh like a map have you seen the map of how gravity affects like space time yeah like yeah, the yeah. earth it, it bends it, it it bends it right it's like a ball on a blanket right yeah so a black, so, so gravity like an orbit is like falling this is into einstein's that. falling yes it's like a falling motion exactly. yeah that's einstein's theory right Mm -hmm. it's part of it yeah so uh, an earth the earth you know bends it about this much the sun bends it this much but a black hole it's like an exponential line all the way through space time yeah so there's a theory that you could puncture that hole and on the other side it's like a different universe or something like that which is cool which is what they played with interstellar yeah yeah um uh but what's i keep forgetting i'm on a podcast people are like yeah we fucking know um (laughs) (laughs) uh but I just love thinking of that idea of a picture of space time of when you get close to the black hole of like a cliff yeah, and time, like time speeds up or whatever. I don't know what happens, Yeah, but here's another theory I have. I'm, I haven't told, I don't know if I've told anyone about this theory, but we don't know what time is. Right. Yeah. Or like we can't like, we only know how to like mark it. Sort right. Of, but we don't know what it is. So I feel like time is just gravity in a way. Okay. So let me explain it. Like what okay. separates this moment from the next moment? Just me moving. Yeah. That's it. From yeah. all we know is that just me moving is is 
showing yeah. us that we're moving through space time. And that's just us f- experiencing gravity. There's no time at all. There is only gravity. Does that make sense? I think so. So like the only thing that separates like this moment and the future is that I stood up and the only way that yeah. I could do that is because of gravity. I don't know. Okay. I was really because, high when I thought Because you this. stood up. Okay. Because, because, yeah. It proves. You, you're, you're not able to. So how could you make time stop? No, you just sit still. You just sit still. And time has stopped. Yeah. But of course we know that's not true because like the, the way that the. Well, the way that the Earth orbits the Sun, it's like slowly speeding up. I believe the right. days on Earth are like getting shorter. And over. just because we're made of matter, mm-hmm. um, and we're on a planet mm-hmm. that has mass, mm-hmm. like there's no way for us to get out of the time problem. Right, right. Because you know we're we're, in that. we're impacted by gravity inevitably. The Earth is orbiting the Sun. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, in We're on a thing subject to gravity. Yeah, gravity man. is uh, a great uh, kind of foundational it's crazy. phenomenon. There's a great uh, quote from an astronaut. He was like, I used to be afraid of heights, but now I know I'm just afraid of gravity. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're only afraid of the splat. Right. You know, getting exactly. sucked back down. Uh, exactly. Uh, I, another thing is like, I'm somewhat down here. Actually, I'm somewhat fascinated by astrology. At Okay. I'm I'm not like uh I don't do charts or anything like that. Yeah. But I just think it's fascinating because like think about how this is how I like to think of it. So the moon pulls on the on the ocean. Yep. And it causes it to swell. Mm-hmm. And it's because all the because the, the moon has gravity. Right. And so Jupiter also is pulling. Jupiter has a lot of clout mm-hmm. in the solar system. Mm-hmm. And so who's to say that the mass of Jupiter isn't also having a small effect? Pull on the earth yeah and if we're made of everything that the earth is made of it's also pulling on us ever so slightly yeah and like these ways that that are intangible so and astrology is our best guess at yeah categorizing what that means right because all like the zodiac calendar and Mm -hmm. stuff we're talking about yeah it's based on the time when you're born right and what gravitational forces may have been pulling exactly the position of the stars position of the stars so my question is where does a black hole fit into astrology yeah and everyone's like i don't know do you want your chart read or not i'm like okay i guess that's i guess we're getting into uncharted territory yeah because astrology is like not it's not science it's, right, it's but speculative. But there's there's elements to it that make it not as you know wacky and right. just totally like it's worth. You know, I think even our our your uh, your boy Jordan Peterson acknowledges mm-hmm. astrology. astrology. The is, astrologers of Egypt. Yeah, they were like <laughs> conceptualizing things as mm-hmm. best as they could, right. in a way that might have something to do with what's going on. Yeah. So and uh, all Aquarian dudes that I've met, Aquarius guys, I'm an Aquarius. Yeah. There's a there's a streak there. Yeah, like we're weird. We like rainy days, and we're emotionally cold often yeah. until we have to, you know, talk. Right. And it's like there's just there's something there. I I don't like to like ascribe much to it, but Nancy Reagan sure did. Yeah, have you did heard she? about this? No. She was a huge astrologer. Really? Yes. Interesting. In fact, she wouldn't let Ronald do speeches on certain days of the fucking year because of the lunar calendar. I'm not even exaggerating. Oh my god. She would be like, It's not gonna be right, Ronnie. They're not gonna feel it. They're not gonna it's not gonna hit right. And Ronald would go against her wishes and go around her and get the, the you know, the 
the branch to schedule talks and whatever and she would be like ronald i can't believe you did that yeah like you do you know what's at stake like she was really in it so she was informed by some famous astrologers you can look it up but she took it very very seriously wow so a lot of the speeches and even like like the way that it was rolled out and like the way that they tested things yeah at like at the very top of it came from nancy like consulting with people that were looking at the stars and shit yeah and now we have you know the free market and neoliberalism yeah lots of plastic yay <laughs> yeah no dude th- there's a uh as much of i i really uh appreciate the modern conveniences of capitalism and i i think i think it's miraculous in a way mm-hmm. that we're able to like you know podcast or mm-hmm. you know have every piece of data in our pocket mm-hmm. like vegan eggs what's that vegan eggs vegan eggs you know individually wrapped in plastic right <laughs> yeah exactly but um i went to uh europe last week and uh have you ever been it's, no i gotta go it's like a bucket list i'm thing. gonna stay i think yeah you, <laughs> yeah you could just stay <laughs> um but we went to the louvre in nice. paris and uh dude it was and we saw like these old ancient buildings and um just seeing the ancient artwork and mm-hmm. how seriously they took these images mm-hmm. and like the brilliant like things that they articulated through sculpture paint um like the great like uh the halls where they had all of these gold uh statues like where the kings they have their crowns and all mm-hmm. the ju- like they the just opulence yeah well it was opulence but also like they were expressing what it was to live as a human. Like there was totally. paintings of like death and like, you know, um, love and, and you know, some of the religious stuff and like all of it. Like they were taking this really seriously. I was trying to think of what these human beings must have like kind of been like or how they like looked at things. Right. And I, I, I think it had to be fundamentally different than how we live just because we, we kind of like mm-hmm. are so spoiled with modern conveniences that we kind of numb down what it is to like to live to live yeah, yeah. i agree um although there's always at least since organized society there's always been a class issue yeah so that's something that's universal the class issue is definitely a um thing. yeah but yeah i would rather be I, for instance i'd rather work in an air-conditioned kitchen making sandwiches than working as a f- as a surf yeah. in a field right getting paid a penny a day right exactly and that's sort of the like you know, if you're lower class in Rome, you know, your neighborhood smells like shit. If you're lower class in the United States, your neighborhood smells like it's like shit. Yeah. It's it's pretty similar. Yeah. But it's less destitute now. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm broke, but I have a decent apartment and I have a car that cools me down when I drive it. And like right. you said, you know, Starbucks and shit like that. Yeah. So the, but I resent it. I really do resent the modern. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I think Heavily. I think we're, we're lost. There's a lot of things that are lost on us. Yes. Um, and it's just it, there's a. Yeah, kind of this herd mentality of just like, I don't know. And there's also, I, I'm afraid that we're slipping into, uh, what is it called? The uh, price. It's when you're so far invested in something that you think you can't quit because you've already, the sunk cost fallacy. Sunk cost fallacy. That's an economic term. We're yeah. in that on like a cultural level. We're like, when it comes to technology? Or yeah, technology to- and media and everything. We're like, well, oh, yeah. we know that this is hurting us. Yeah. Like, but the memes are so funny, we can't yeah. stop. And we're so inve- This is how we do things now. Yeah. We frame tweets. Right. Like, this is how we do things <laughs> now. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so it's like I didn't frame that for the record. It was no, I know. Gift, but that's man. a great that's a great gift. But no. my point is, um, before I lose my point, my point is like we I I fucking lost it. Sunk but, cost. Um, yeah, the sunk cut. We're so far gone that we're like, well, fuck it. Let's just we're gonna play our violin while the Titanic sinks. That's the well. My you know. my hope is that the uh, what could save us from that mm-hmm. going out of control can be found in the same technology that brought us here in a way in right. terms of like access to information right. and thinking about things like the amount of data that's being produced and the amount of content that's out there in terms of like if you're really wanting to like think about things differently. Mm-hmm. Like there are ways to do that. Yeah, you can learn from home. We're learning so much. It's just, but people for people. A lot of people aren't. A lot of people are consuming, not right. Exactly, and they're not considering what peer-reviewed science is. Like the difference between a peer-reviewed article, and like some fucking Reddit post. Oh well, and people take those at the same face value. Well, no, that's a problem. Yeah, but but I was more talking about like if people want to look at the human condition Mm -hmm. differently, like they could discover that. I see. And like our consciousness could like get past this yes. more shallow like consumerist mindset right. for those that want to. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that's already think. happening. Yeah. Because yeah. I th- I th- we're getting older and we're the kids that were like first raised with it. And yeah. so I think we're saying like, okay, enough's enough. Yeah. A little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still guilty of being on my phone all the time, but we're in, in a reco- in a in a drug recovery term, we're in a precognitive or a precontemplative state, where we understand that what we're doing is bad, mm-hmm. but we can't stop because there's still a reward. Right. But that is better than just being blind and just yeah. abusing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be cool to keep the modern conveniences without the. Uh, I don't know. Well, they're developing enzymes that can like eat plastic and shit. But okay. the problem is there is so much plastic waste that means that we're going to have to turn Malaysia into like a weird plastic enzyme hub like yeah. cuz because the landfills that we don't we don't see our trash we send it across the world right yeah. they are literally filling up with trash people are dying because the air pollution is so bad because of our trash that is an awful problem yes so and and no one knows how to because all those people are going to become climate migrants yeah. or pollution migrants, and they have to live somewhere. And we can't be like, not in my backyard, but yeah. also we want the enzyme. It's like you have to welcome them in, and we're going to have the enzyme that breaks down all the plastic. Yeah. You can't have your cake and eat it too. And so many people want that. Yeah. They want the solution, and they and they don't want any, any fucking yeah. immigrants in their backyard. Yeah. And, man, it's going to be biting us in the ass here in the next few years. Like... Yeah. Like it, it's it's going to be really gnarly. No one knows how to refreeze the ice caps. Elon Musk wants us to go to Mars. What do you, I mean? What do people think that means? Yeah, Mars is not hospitable. No, me. and no. like we, <laughs> we could terraform Mars. We could fucking terraform Earth, but we we can't do that yet. Yeah. So it's something that we need to think about. Um, yeah. This is another topic that I don't touch in my stand up because it's just so like. Fuck, you yeah, know? but yeah. it's something that I think people need to talk about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because like mean, I've seen those trash islands that are just floating in the ocean, and it's oh it's, yeah, it's absurd. That's I mean, the I, tip I know, of the iceberg. I know the amount of uh, trash I produce, right? And, and it's 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 insane. Right. And I'm thinking about the amount of millions of people that are doing this on a daily basis. Yeah, you like, zoom out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. scary to think about. It is scary. Um, that combined with yeah, I still have. Uh, I'm not hopeless. I I was a doomer there for a few months. I mean, I was really far gone. I yeah. was really, really depressed for a few years. Yeah. I took a lecture uh, in a philosophy class, and it was a uh, it was an ecology 
mm-hmm. philosophy week, like we were mm-hmm. talking about nature and shit. And they were talking about uh, the Miocene, no, what is it? The Holocene extinction, which is happening now. Mm-hmm. And I learned all the shit that I'm talking about now with you. And I walked out of that lecture and it's like everything was in black and white. Really? I was like, you're telling me the earth is dying? And they're like, yeah, that is, that's what scientists, yeah, that's what we're telling it. And it's like, and you look around and people are clinking beers. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, what like the fuck are, like is happening? The Titanic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I couldn't, I was seriously like almost pretty, I was pretty much bedridden and really? drinking a lot for about a year and a half. A year and a half over, yeah, over this? Uh, yeah, it really so, hit me so hard. So walk me through the... Uh, the boomers listening to this are like, fucking pussy. Yeah. Uh, but they can go eat a dick. No, they, I I want to know. I took some environmental science classes in high school um, talking about pesticides and shit. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I'm more curious about the... the the end or not the enzyme that was what eats the trash mm-hmm. you said something else the ex- the holocene extinction holocene what is holocene uh, the holocene is the the time period that we're in now okay so like before so the anth or the anthropocene is what we call like the age of humans mm-hmm. and the holocene is sort of taking over now which is scary to think about because what is that, that what means is- the new era of life on earth where most species are dying so okay. like half of all half of most of terrestrial life has died mm-hmm. half mm-hmm. um that's what I, that was like the big stat that i learned in this lecture and then we started talking about the oceans and how it's all connected and it's it's called the hockey stick there's a graph that shows like emissions and biodiversity there's three or four different lines and they're all connected and it's going, it's going, it's going industrial revolution. It spikes a little bit. It's going, it's going, going late eighties. Our boy Ronnie Reagan comes in, it goes boop. And then two thousands, 2010s, it's just a straight line, straight up of emissions yeah. and um, all this shit. Mm-hmm. And they call it the hockey stick. Cause that's what it looks yeah, like. It's a, uh, and that's all yeah. you need to do is just look at that graph and consider mm-hmm. the implications and it'll make you rethink stuff. Yeah. Because like I said, I was, I mean, no one knows how to fix this. Right. Billionaires don't know how to fix it. Right. Uh, so you have to learn to live with that information. And that's mm-hmm. what I had to do. Yeah. And now it it strengthened me as a person because I finally understand the lesson of you got to live like it's your last day. Yeah. I finally understand that. Yeah. And I also finally understand letting go of stress. Yeah. Literally yeah. physically relaxing your body and letting go of stress. Yeah. It's something that people had told me about my whole life. Right. And I'd always go, what the fuck are you Isn't talking it about? It's funny like how certain stressed. things you've heard yeah. for decades resonate differently when you're ready to hear it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. You got to be ready. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so to tie it all together, like I was very depressed for a while. I was a doomer. I was all about, I was in a subreddit collapse, which is where people just talk about how it's all going to shit yeah. and just a feedback loop of like, yeah. no hope. Yeah. Give up stay in bed get high nothing matters yeah and it's like come on bud yeah you're 27 like that's how people you know choke on their vomit and die like yeah yeah for sure man so i've i've climbed out of that hole and that's basically when i started doing stand-up dude i was gonna ask if that correlated because yeah i I feel like i've kind of you know in my 20s um i would get kind of on these negative spirals yeah Uh, in early part of COVID, i think i did too yeah where you're like just you can focus on the negative if you want to mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of apocalyptic things Hell yeah, to yeah. look at um but i felt like stand up got me out of it because yes. like you have to let go of your own 
shit yes to do it exactly in any sort of effective way right so and then also i think there's something powerful about like creative expression in general mm-hmm. as being very therapeutic in some weird way it's group therapy dude it's group therapy you're Cause sharing cause you're authentic good art is like your authentic expression yes. it's, it's art by definition is like you know new it's mm-hmm. like something that that came from you yeah and it's your authentic like good art is authentic right so you know if you're putting your authentic self out there and also it kind of deals with the time thing because mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like good stand-up sets that i've had were like in the moment mm-hmm. you're not thinking about time before or after right it's just pure like joy and meaning yeah right there in the moment mm-hmm. and you're not worried about your own death right the death of civilization nope. you're just experiencing life in a little little window yeah and then you kind of for me i mean i do you know like i feel good right after mm-hmm. uh, hopefully um <laughs> same and then a few you know a few hours after i really have a lot of joy of just like being with friends and like just like such a cool thing like yeah. that's how i feel about stand-up and definitely uh, but uh yeah it was weird i do remember being very negative like when the crazy you know elections and then there's riots and then there's protest and then there's like all this yes and if you want to focus on that drama it's so toxic i don't yeah. even watch anything political mm-hmm. anymore and um, that's one of the algorithm's favorite things because it's it's uh people are more likely to get fixated on negative shit obviously yeah we're more sensitive to negative emotion mm-hmm. i think and i mean people i was addicted to stress People mm. are addicted to stress because they, they consider it to be their default mode. And so they're like, well, I need that stress because yeah. I remember I had a manager of a restaurant once. This is one of the stupidest things someone's ever said to me. Yeah. She said, I like the stress of these jobs. It keeps me young. Meaning she thought it meant that like the stress of the job every day kept her like moving. Yeah. But that is could not be further from the truth. Stress kills you. Well, what kind of stress was she talking about? Like what job? Like the like every every month, not knowing if the restaurant would be able to stay open. Like oh, that paying kind of stress bills, is not like paying bill, and dude, yeah. being a manager at a restaurant sucks because yeah. everyone's fucking up all the time. Yeah, you take a pay cut technically yeah. because servers make great money. Right, and once you become salaried, but you're working more hours than a server. Yeah, and you you're don't losing. get any bump after yeah. the extra hours. Yeah, so manage so. So that's serious stress. Like that's, uh-huh. you know, going gray early kind of stress. Right. That'll kill you 20 years earlier than, than you would otherwise if you're yeah. just like relaxed. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there's certain... Uh, and I don't want to die. I don't want to die either. Gosh. <laughs> Not yet. Afraid of death. But uh, yeah, some things I actually do find like... I, I, I like being busy better than being idle in yeah. terms of like... That that to me would be like a healthier form of stress of like having to work where I'm like checking off items on a list mm-hmm. versus, um, you know, I've had a sales job um, over the last several years where like the stress is in the moments where I'm not doing anything, but I'm wondering about is that sale going to happen yes. or not? And yes. if it doesn't happen, you know, I'll miss this thing, this, this a goal that I have to hit. Mm -hmm. Then if I miss the goal, then I might get fired. And if I get fired, I'm not going to find another job. And if I don't find another job, I'm never going to get a, a, you know, a wife or anything else be on the street. Yeah. And then, but you're not doing anything. Like I'd almost rather be on an assembly line, like doing a a repetitive, Mm -hmm. you know, task. Yeah. In some Come make sandwiches with me, bro. Yeah. It's literally an assembly line. Yeah. But I was going to say, I have a similar moment at work. Sometimes 
quite often, frankly, all the tickets come in at once. Uh-huh. Like they're trickling in, they're trickling in, and then bam, that's the lunch rush. And it's just the ticket machine just doesn't stop. Yeah. And there's a moment where it's just printing and printing and printing, and there's no space left on your board for more tickets. Uh-huh. And you can sit there and look at the tickets and listen to the machine and think, oh, God, it's never going to end, is it? We're going to be like this for two hours straight. Or you can just start working or on it. Or you them. can just make a ticket. Yeah, yeah. Just pull it, make it, pull it, make it. And yeah. the stress it vanishes when yeah. you just, okay, I'll just make sandwiches. When you start doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's the same, it's sort of the feeling of walking up to the stage and then picking up the mic. Like, yeah. it's a storm, it's a storm and then you pick up and you just go. Yeah. You try to go. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a great analogy. I find it to be real, I find it very difficult to be present on stage, doubly present because I'm present in the moment of trying to articulate all the jokes correctly. Yeah. But I also want to be present and Hey, look, that guy's laughing. Like, remember that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I have yeah. very few moments on stage where I'm like, Oh shit, I'm, I'm doing stand up right now and yeah. people are laughing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, which I feel like I should be able to, we should be able to just, you know, yeah, enjoy I that. You, I think you get there over time. I'm sure you're right. But I, you're right. I, you're right. I don't even know. Like I, I try to like talk to people. Like I, I try to be present like that. Yeah, you, you talk to the crowd or you talk to the room. Yeah, yeah, and I hope to not do it in a way that like encourages conversation too no. much. But it's um, that's all I know how to do is in in terms of the comedy mm-hmm. side of things. Like I don't have a lot of characters or crazy stuff that I do, but uh, I think you're good at feeling out the room. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, bro. Yeah. But uh, it's I, it's yeah. it's because it doesn't backfire on you. Like you 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 won't because you'll be like, I'm scared of girls, like ladies. You know what I'm talking about? And you'll sort of look around and you'll sort of raise your eyebrows, and the girls are like, Oh, you yeah. Know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sort of thing yeah. is good because then they're like, then they're gonna lean in. Yeah, because you you've said something true, you've said something that's honest uh, and that's like vulnerable. Yeah. And you're not just going, so the other day I was on the train, you know, right. you're actually like yeah. talking to people. Yeah. I try to, I try to do that. But, uh, Dougie, uh, Almeida, is that his uh-huh. name? he's yeah. great at that. Yeah. He was really great at comedy zone Thursday. Everybody had a great set. Dude, I loved, and that, that could be the last thing we talk about, I For guess. Sure. Cause we, I think we're on time, but, uh, dude. Okay. So last night comedy zone, mostly black audience, which I, I love. I don't know if you, have you performed? I hadn't yet. You hadn't? I was, oh, I was like. Congrats, <laughs> that was bro! Kind of exciting. Yeah, I've I had it in a while, but uh, you know, we had gone to had gone to Atlanta before and gotten booed off the stage in front of an all black crowd before. Wow, but I, that's I'm, humbling. I'm, yeah, and in Colombia, Michael Garrick has a great room called the Joint on Mondays. That's mm-hmm. predominantly black black crowd, mm-hmm. and uh, the energy is just so different. And yes. it's like this kind of like uh, somebody said it's kind of like you know the difference between white church and black church <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of amening and yes. reacting and a lot of emotion and just interaction like, yeah, yeah interaction and like if you're we're kind of used to a more of a a, a mixed general audience on mm-hmm. thursdays mm-hmm. so i was i loved seeing the comics like react to it and mm-hmm. figure out that okay my normal jokes aren't going to work the same right, way so right. we got to like get with these people yeah be confident, be aggressive. Yes. If they give you shit, you got to give it right back. Right, right. Adapt. It's like, and then they, you know, the, like a crowd like they tend to respect you more when you mm-hmm. do that. And uh, I thought a lot of comics like kind of had little breakthrough moments. Yeah, they were pushing. They were pushing the edge. Yeah, um, uh, and just trying shit and being the yeah. And, it was fun. Yeah, and I think no one, no one got walked all over. No. Pretty much, like every, pretty much everyone was like, "All right, you know." Yeah, nobody pissed down their leg and just yeah. had a you know horrible time of it. Like, and 
and I mean, if you have to go, okay, shut the fuck up. That's funny. You yeah. Know? As long as your tone is right, you don't want to come right, off to me. Right. Right. It's like learning how to put down a heckler. <laughs> right. The right way. Mm-hmm. Which um, is, I haven't had that yet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I I'm like scared, be- dude. I freeze up when people get in my face. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a. There's fight or flight. I think that's what it's yeah. called. I just fly. I've I fl- never, I'm, I've yeah, never fought. My, my reaction is flight. Just for sure run so i'm worried that i'm gonna like go up there and eat it but yeah um that's yeah. when it's good to like be in the moment yeah dude you're steve-o i'm proud of that one no i i, I was I, I was gonna mention this earlier but uh the thing that i love about the steve-o impression is the build-up because you do that like oh the throat singing the throat yeah. singing in mm. uh mongolia we, mongolia yeah. that's right Which is, that's where that's from that's, that's where that's from it's an accurate bit because it <laughs> To me, it takes a lot of guts to commit to that type of bit because the throat singing, I don't know how many seconds. If you time yourself or how long the throat singing is. It's about 15 seconds. 15 so. seconds is yeah. an eternity to mm-hmm. do a throat singing thing on stage. Because people are like, oh, dude. <laughs> Where is this going? <laughs> no, yeah. you say, oh, dude. Oh, shit, dude. That was awesome. Because <laughs> I can just pick because like, always, they always do it on the top of a mountain because the acoustics yeah. are good. And the the Mongolians, I mean, and so like tourists will trek up the steps. Yeah. S T E P P E S. That's what their mountains are called. Yeah. And and you, they're they're usually like crouched and just watching, like as they do the and they're yeah. and they're just like wow. So I can just picture Steve O going like holy shit. Like <laughs> so that's why the bit works for me is because yeah. I can see it so clearly. Yeah. I try to always whenever I'm doing Jordan Peterson, I try to imagine that he's looking at someone in the front row and like lecturing them. Yeah. Which is something that he does, which is yeah. really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, he looks at individual audience yeah. members. If I had a professor in college that was like, I would yeah. be like. Yeah, <laughs> I'd sit in the back every day yeah. after that. That's fucking weird. I, yeah, it's it is weird. I, I've heard him talk about uh, how it compares to stand up with like Rogan or whatever. Mm. How he he uses individual audience members' expressions as a gauge of whether mm. or not he's resonating, and he oh, kind of keeps that. And he um, make sure he didn't lose the crowd or anything. Yeah, basically That's smart. Some professors don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna talk. Yeah, for like, sure. Don't, they don't care if you're slaves. Like, yeah, I'm tenured. Yeah. But, you know, that's what comics have to do. You kind of have to, like, always be aware of, you know, what yeah. people are, how people are taking you. Because no one wants to see a guy on stage that thinks he's cool. Yeah. You know? Like, that's cooler than you. Mm-hmm. You want to be, like, as cool. And if you're not talking to them, you kind of are above them. Right, exactly. Sort of. So, like, if you're really talking to them, you can say arrogant stuff in jest, sort mm-hmm. of, if that's who you want to be. Yeah. And it'll still work yeah. if, you're, if you're talking to them. Right. But uh, yeah, talked a lot about stand-up philosophy. I thought I was not too cringy though. That was all right. No, yeah, we did it. Yeah, yeah, dude, this was fun, man. Fucking I could a. keep talking to you for like hours. This is yeah, uh, this is great. You, you, you're like, you seem to be like a pretty uh, like you love comedy and I do. Yeah, it's giving me a reason to keep going. Like, yeah, for real. Yeah, it's it's something to look forward to. Yeah, because I can't look forward to work. And yeah. I can't afford a vacation, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like an asshole talking about Europe trips and stuff. Like, no, don't. This it's, is, this is uh, no in everybody general. Needs I, to I talked about. I tried to tell like a story about something mm-hmm. on Wednesday, and you know, a lot of it was like I didn't even have punchlines. I just wrote some stuff, right? But, like on like coming back, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, I, I love it, um, and I'm a podcast guy, so um, I want to come out here and try to emulate the good podcast i've oh. seen shit like that so i want to i try to come with like a 
<laughs> my game, you know. I don't want to be some boring ass. No, dude. I uh, I mean, half of our conversation like on here aren't really that polished or whatever. But dude, this was uh, yeah, I had a blast. Good shit. Guy, think you want to shout out your Instagram or whatever? Yeah, uh, Lewis Kirk Comedy. Lewis underscore Kirk underscore Comedy. I think is what my Instagram mm-hmm. is. Um, I post clips there every few weeks. Yeah, I like to post stories as well that are silly. And I also have a TikTok, which is Supro underscore. Static. static, I believe. Super static. Um, which I don't know what that is. It's just something I came up with. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, I like to, I try to post funny shit every yeah. week. And I'm up, you know, Monday night, Coffee Underground, Tuesday night, Radio Room, Wednesday night. I'm nowhere we, now. There's only Asheville. Yeah. If, uh, but yeah. We might have to do some carpool yeah. stuff with uh, people who want to do a mic on Wednesday. That would be sick. Although if we did that, Asheville would probably be so pissed because they... They already have like a scene with like right. a list of twenty people. So if twenty assholes from Greenville show up, we'd be like, oh, hey a guys. whole bus, yeah, the short they, bus. They already have given a shit a couple of times when like five of us showed up. Wow, they said something. They're like, you're biting our. No, not really. Although, I I would just say that like sometimes, um, some of the new like if newer comics doing shock type stuff right and like scare in front the crowd of, in front of a real audience and the general level of Asheville comics is a little bit better I'll right. just say that it's yeah, better yeah. it's fucking better yeah um, <laughs> it's not it's not a hard it's not it's, a lot it's not a know, high bar around here keeping it real yeah no you know? it's not I mean, a high bar around not here good and I think it's getting better yeah for sure. for sure but it's you know it's not Asheville yeah nah. so like but like when we <laughs> <laughs> there's like oh fuck another Greenville guy gonna say something fucking right horrible. he's gonna get up here and st- you know, do some, you know, because I've done that a few You've times. You've done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, one person laughed. Yeah. And then the next time I did that bit, it was just you could hear a pin drop. So I don't do that anymore. Yeah. But um, don't be afraid to come see me. Don't I, be. I, I probably won't bomb. I'm looking at you, uh, friends. Dude, no. how about inviting friends week after week and no one ever shows up? That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't. Because <laughs> they're like, dude, if I come out and see you and you bomb, I'm never going to be able to look at you. I don't same. invite friends. That's smart. I don't either. It's not smart. <laughs> it's probably insecure. I should. I mean, sometimes like, I mean, by I, now. I throw it on my story every week and it's like, why am I even posting this? I'm going to wait for a few more years and then I'll let people know again. That I just yeah. Stand up, you know? Yeah. It's fine. But seriously, come on out. Yeah, dude. No. Yeah. Come see this guy too. David's comes, fucking no, awesome. David's uh, hilarious. That's awesome. Well, dude. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Should we Thanks bump mics? Cool. Yeah. Boom. Who's that? Yeah. Um, I'm blanking on the name because I'm my brain's fried. The name of this? David Tell, bumping uh, mics. Oh, oh yeah, Ross. that's yeah. Not that that's important. No, <laughs> but David Tell's great though. All right, thanks for coming on, dude. Good See night. You next time, guys. <laughs>